What's up, Thumpers? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hyper Heroes here on Hyper RPG on a brand <laughs> new set. Actually, fun little fact of trivia. Uh, this is actually the exact same room we normally shot our old episodes. We're yeah. just shooting in a different direction. Literally. We're just shooting that direction. Now we've just turned everything. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah. now we have a nice brand new table, courtesy of the Banner Saga RPG, that is on every single Tuesday on Twitch. So thank you for the desk. Um, but super excited to have more room. <laughs> as much as I love rubbing elbows with Hector Nagy, it's nice yeah. to have some room. It's Pe- yeah, it's actually really nice. Apparently, you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great though. I love it. I love it. No, we're super excited to be here. Uh, obviously, you can see there's some stuff in the background that's different. Adam made a nice fancy uh, looping animation. Yeah, in the you know back it there. moves. You may not be able to tell immediately, but you know it moves. It it's moves. fun. We're excited. It moves enough. Uh, please give us feedback on the new overlay and all the new stuff. So we can make adjustments for the oh, next few used weeks. Oh, to be pink down there. Now it's orange. Yeah, now it's orange. Gotcha. See, I tried. I tried. Well, Dang. I just I figured, you know, it was very inconsistent. It was all purple to mimic the look of Hyper RPG. Yeah. But then we had like a graphic that I use on all social media that's orange and yellow and blue. Yeah. So the branding did yeah. not fit at all. Adam, so we're trying to work. I'm trying to work on it. Good so job the, doing uh, QC stuff. Thanks, man. Uh, Somebody asked us to move the microphone height down two inches. We cannot. Otherwise, we would. do that. We can't. These Otherwise, cannot move down. Down. Otherwise, they're in our right mouths. Here. Yeah, they're in our mouths. Actually, yeah. they should put holes in this table, and we should just leave. Yeah, them right I know, right? Well, no we kind of ran into this problem when we were uh, when we we're doing the show before we came here. You know, the mics are super tall, so it's like, <laughs> whatever. Y'all will <laughs> like, get used to it. Y'all get used to it. We'll we'll work on it. Do not move down. That's yeah. right. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us, guys. Live. Really appreciate you guys being here. I modded a few people before the show started. Uh, we've got mods in the chat room. Uh, Tori's not a Tori's not a mod. I feel like Tori should be a mod as well. Some old school. I don't know if she's ready for that. I don't know if she's ready for that responsibility. That's some commitment. That's a commitment. So, we're going to be talking about a few things we're going to be doing. Obviously, not a trailer reaction to the Venom trailer because we saw this trailer at Comic Con. Um, they very likely hold it off on releasing this publicly because they probably had some visual effects that they needed to update or finish. Maybe. So, But we're going to watch it. We're going to talk about it. We're also going to be talking about Mustache Gate. Very excited to be talking about Mustache Gate. <laughs> very controversial <laughs> stuff happening with that. Uh, woo, woo, very good. Uh, Hector, you just came from Teen Titans. Go. Go to, to the, the movies. movies. Yes, I did. Talk yep. about that because we have a very special guest. Gabriel Giannola is here. He's an assistant editor at Warner Brothers Animation. You Hello. worked. You worked on uh, on the said movie, did you yes. not? Yes, I did. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. So yes. we're gonna get into it. Uh, we're gonna be talking about that. <laughs> we're gonna talk about just Warner Brothers Animation in general. We're all huge fans of Warner Brothers Animation. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a Blu-ray set of Batman the Animated Series oh, coming yeah. out later this mm-hmm. year. I already pre-ordered. That I know we're gonna be talking about. Not uh, yet. Yeah. Not yet. I pre-ordered it. Um, I'm waiting I'm to find out it. whether or not I will be getting a copy of it. Uh. And if I can hopefully get an extra. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? If I can hopefully get an extra that we can maybe give away, but you're gonna take that. Yeah, you give it away to me. You're gonna promise. Is that already? It's, isn't it like I a limited? I said maybe. It's like maybe. a limited print maybe. of like what? Like 10,500? 10, 2,500? Or maybe it's more. Maybe 10, it's got to be more than 2,000. I feel like 2,000 have already pre-ordered. Yeah. I think, it was, so I think yeah. it's like I think it was 2,000 20, pre-ordered in the first 24 hours. Gabriel, did you have your, your hand in any of that? No, not no? precisely. Okay. okay. Uh, not precisely. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, no, no. That was okay, that's okay. the that's that was the 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 archiving and uh, the department that does the restoration stuff. So yeah, cool. yeah. Warner Brothers is putting out a lot, lot of cool stuff. I just yeah. got the uh, Supergirl Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. And they just put out Superman the movie, the extended edition. I think like 
four months ago or something. Oh, cool. I just feel like Warner Brothers yeah. is constantly going into the archive mm-hmm. and pulling stuff out, being like, "What do people really love?" Right, yeah. right, right. It's like mm-hmm. Superman the movie, Supergirl, Batman the animated series. I'm waiting for Batman Beyond. Where's the rest of it? Yep, yep, yep. Superman Ray. the animated series. Blu-ray. We've got not, 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 that, not like we're gonna try to you know dig I, answers out of you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there, are, but there are many answers I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of answers, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, um, a little bit about why you're here in your fandom. Um, Hector's sure. gonna got some stuff. Sure. His origin story. Tell us your origin <laughs> story so yeah. Hector can freak out. Okay. Um, I currently work at Warner Brothers Animation. I've been there for l- almost a year and a half now. Cool. Nice. Uh, I started working in unscripted television here in LA. Uh, I work specifically in post-production, so it's not a glamorous mm-hmm. part of the industry, but mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. integral. Mm-hmm. Like Somebody has to actually cut the movie together and yeah. keep yeah, it organized because there's a lot of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I through the various ways this industry worked, I ended up getting a job at Warner's. Cool. And so I've been there, again, almost a year and a half now. So mm-hmm. it's nice. been mm-hmm. a lot of fun, but I've been collecting comics. You know, I started collecting comic cards when I was really little. <laughs> comic oh, books. Nice. <laughs> <That's right>. um, <laughs> watching all of, obviously, all the animated shows growing yeah, up. Yeah. Batman, yeah. X-Men, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Superman, yeah. all those things. You know. How did you end up here today? Uh, well, I was down at Comic-Con. Uh, two weeks? When? Two weeks, two weeks already. Yeah, is it two, two weeks, weeks yeah. already? Yeah. yeah. Might be two Time weeks, flies, yeah. Man. Um, oh first time I'd actually gotten to go down because a friend of mine was on a panel with Augustine. Mm-hmm. And so we started oh, cool. chatting mm-hmm. about various industry people we may or may not know yeah, in yeah, common. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so yeah, just people talking about Stereo D. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. very cool. What uh, a small world. Small, small world. <laughs> it, yeah, it, yeah it keep, this, this town keeps getting smaller the longer you're here. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh-huh. Most definitely. So it was your first Comic-Con ever? Ever. Uh, Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. I San went to San Diego. The, uh, yeah, yeah, Holy first one ever. shit! What did you? <laughs> what did you think? The Hector's from San Diego. Yeah. So he's right. been going at it since I was a since kid. Since the 70s. When it was since the since, <laughs> since the, the 70s. Since, <laughs> since the very first hey, one. Yeah, you know how many times Hector is? Oh, people always give him shit, being like, oh, "You're a 40 year old man, right?" I'm like, "Man, this dude's barely 30. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Barely, turned barely 30. turned 30. I look bad. <laughs> I guess. I uh, look old. That's nonsense. I didn't want to detract. So tell us about. Um, I thought I had a really good time. Uh, cool. One of the main reasons I hadn't gone for some so long was just that after I'd say around 2004, it just kept getting bigger. Oh, you hear about the crowds yeah. and oh, yeah. insanity. Yep. And I'm like, cool, I don't need that because nowadays mm-hmm. all the information comes out online pretty fast. Sure. You can mm-hmm. see the trailers. You get, like, mm-hmm. And I didn't really need to get anything on the floor like. There's yeah, yeah. So much time year, and Gabriel, money in space. That's right. Gabriel, but you this year, it. this year <laughs> was really great. Like yeah, yep. I went down. The crowd sizes were like manageable yeah. as far as I was concerned. That's they what were. we. That's what we noticed. Like, yeah, I yeah. I was afraid of like New York City subway type situation where mm-hmm. like you just can't move. But talk well, about elbow room. But this year seemed for me at least manageable. Sure, mm-hmm. which they was a relief. A, they did some good crowd control this year, which I yeah. noticed. Which okay. is mm-hmm. part of the reason why the crowds were a little bit more managed well. Mm-hmm. Certain rooms, things like Hall H yeah, were like yeah, yeah. running smoother it yeah. seemed like than previous years, but other rooms like Ballroom 20 were like a shit show. Yeah. Uh, I heard that there were it was tough for a lot of vendors like down on the Comic-Con floor. Right, right. They were like this year's rough. Like yeah. there wasn't as many people, but then Sunday was packed. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. and That's they sold on the a floor, bunch mostly. on Sunday, so mm-hmm. it was so it was a really That's when interesting, I spent money. exactly because <laughs> yeah. it was everyone's exactly. last day. So, yeah. um, what was your yeah, favorite part cool. of the convention? Um, the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas 20th anniversary panel. Ooh. Oh, cool! They that had, was one I, I wanted to go to. That. Uh, I I was so worried that it would be so busy that I got there two panels before. Just yeah, to, just that's to camp smart. Out. Get a good wow. seat. Um, the you turned out well. didn't need to do that. There was only maybe a third of the room filled up. Yeah, but the surprise moderator was Neil Gaiman. Nice. Oh, cool. What? Nice. Which was just amazing. So it was cool. Neil's, our, right. our mutual friend. Yeah, our mutual friend writes, uh, yeah. has ri- literally written the book on Neil Gaiman. Yeah. So wow. yeah. she was yeah. freaking out. I was freaking out. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then yeah. seeing the crew there, I mean, that's 
if I were to list my favorite movies of all time, Nightmare is probably number one. Wow. So who was there? Uh, the director, Henry Selleck. Henry Selleck. Fascinating individual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the uh, associate editors, um, uh-huh. one of the, s- I want to say one of the storyboard artists, one of the animators, and one of the character designers. Very cool. Nice. Oh, cool. Very I, nice. I've forgotten most of their names, but um, they were all really fascinating, really nice people. They, sp- I, I appreciated the, that Neil spent a lot of time talking with the editor, specifically just to get me yeah. an editorial person. Yeah. It's exciting when we get to hear how these those people work and how that, I mean, that was back on film. Yeah. And right. talking about like, yeah. Damn. How there was like, I guess there was a really complicated uh, shot they had, that they had animated and they did a fog effects pass on on that shot right. and it got screwed up. Ooh. So they had to go back to the animator and go like, so you know those last two weeks, we need you to do it again. No. Oh, I don't know if it was two weeks, but it was one of those things where just it's like, wow. Yeah. So, so they were laying the fog effects on the actual. Yeah, they had to do the optical on top of oh the original just because that's the way the tech worked at the time. Yeah, like it I was, mean, that's was stressing me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. thinking about all that, like, oh yeah, like they would, they used to cut, oh yeah. God, right. it's they so used to cut the yeah, film. I was talking like, about flatbeds with a friend of mine the yeah. other day. Yeah, Jeez. it's so different nowadays. Oh my God, that's tools and the options and the, the command mm-hmm. Z on everything. No, no, yeah, right. <laughs> you don't you have to command Z, Z on everything. Yeah. Right. Even it's when I, I'm, I know that like Leica had a had like a setup down there at Comic Con mm-hmm. this year, which was really cool. I took a picture with Kubo. They had some costume oh, people yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But even just thinking about how like Nightmare Before Christmas was done, stop motion animation mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. versus how Leica even approaches their animation now. today yeah. is yeah. like 3D printing is like. Has yeah. has revolutionized Absolutely. stop motion animation. That's Absolutely. where facial expressions yeah. come from. That's mm-hmm. where and the way that they incorporate special effects is really interesting mm-hmm. too and really mm-hmm. cool and and seems way less stressful than how they used to have <laughs> yeah. to do it yep. back then. No, like, yep. they they were talking about it was wow. a crazy insane movie to be on for the entirety of it just because it was just so so much to do yeah. and wow. get right. Yeah. That's there awesome. wasn't yeah there That's wasn't cool. a lot of room for error. That's, cool. oh, that's my I favorite thing. That. Yeah. That's my Pretty favorite cool. thing about San Diego Comic Con is when you find a panel like that. Yeah. That because if Neil Gaiman walked down the street, he might be mobbed in San Diego because mm-hmm. it's Comic Con. But they you kept find, it a secret. <laughs> they kept it. A, you find a panel that you're like, this is a thing I love. I don't know if a bunch of other people are gonna zero in on it. Mm-hmm. And you show up mm-hmm. and you get a good seat and it's cool and it's chill yeah. and you yeah. get this great little thing that mm-hmm. nobody else yeah. seems to care about when yep. it's this huge. Jeez. Especially yep. with like if you like animation and you like a lot of um, really like. Uh, 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 prolific and popular voice actors mm-hmm. they always do mm-hmm. these panels in these kind of yeah. side rooms for like your favorite show and especially if the show is it doesn't have as, as big of a fandom or if it's like just premiering or whatever like you can right. go see your favorite voice actors they're right, right. there right. versus they could still fill out like a huge room because it's like oh my yeah. god it's so and so but like then they're that right Skybound there. one you did remember yeah. that didn't have a huge uh, like a huge sh- uh, not a lot of people showed up sure but it was a great panel yeah nonetheless yeah 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 Thanks, man. Yeah, so that's that's great. Good. And we <laughs> got our turtles. Yeah, we, we got our good turtles. Man, <laughs> 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 good ass. Turtles. turtles. Adam, yeah. those those toys looked impressive. I saw oh, them. Yeah, I'll let you see my version of them. Yeah, <laughs> they're, so they're, they're really cool. Uh, I just cool. want to give a shout out to Fiberific in the chat room. Thank you so much for the ten dollar tip. Saying All the way from Australia. Direction and assets. Thank you so 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 much. Really appreciate. it. Glad you guys are digging the set. Huge props to the crew here for working on this for the last two days. Thank you, and Lucas. Pretty impressive. Out, Thank you for not blinding work. us anymore with uh, <laughs> soft lighting. <laughs> this is how hard Lucas works. He still has not bit, built his Lego Voltron. Yeah, I know he, he got it two, two weeks, weeks ago at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. That's Must how hard be he killing works. Killing him on the inside. I know. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What? That's how stressed out he is. Uh, we're just about to shut down so he can yeah. go yeah. home yeah. and build this. Yeah. About to just shut down. He comes in like, guys, internet's out. Internet's out. Brown out. It's hot. Yeah, need the internet for Lego. Guess we gotta go home. Uh, but let's get into some topics. Okay. Uh, the first topic, probably m- one of my most anticipated things of next year, 
Unless the internet turns into into a shit show. Which um, Hector and I talked about this last night very briefly. Does. Star Wars Episode Nine has officially entered principal photography. Awesome. Very mm-hmm. excited about this. The fi- they're calling it the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. They announced the returning cast. Daisy Ridley, mm-hmm. Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Donald Gleason, Kelly Marie Tran, uh, Jonas Swotomo as Chewbacca, mm-hmm. and Billy Lord as Lieutenant Connix. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some new members joining the cast. Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Russell is joining mm-hmm. the cast. Finally mm-hmm. was confirmed. Was that confirmed? That is okay. confirmed officially. Confirmed. They yeah. added her name yeah. into the press release oh, after nice. the fact, which was interesting. I think they were probably just waiting for the, the ink to dry sure. on the paper. Yeah. Cool. And then joining, the veterans joining this, Mark Hamill as Luke yeah. Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Colt 45 as Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Colt 45. <laughs> and Carrie Fisher yeah. will return. As Princess Leia, J.J. Uh, J. Abrams made a statement about this yeah. saying, we desperately desperately loved Carrie Fisher. Finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. We were never going to recast or use a CG character. Mm-hmm. With the support and bre- blessing from her daughter, Billy, we have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in Episode Nine by using unseen footage we shot together in Episode Seven. Wow. There was, I think there was a lot of debate and conversation mm-hmm. about this. How do you honor Princess Leia, General Leia? How do you bring her back? You know, with Carrie Fisher's passing, how would that work? Um, I think this is probably the most satisfying way to do it from a fan's perspective, Mm -hmm. to not Mm -hmm. do it digitally, to not do some sort of facial replacement, but to find footage from a previous movie that, you know, they have two movies. Even if they wanted to, they could still use stuff, I'm sure, from episode eight if Mm -hmm. they wanted to, Mm -hmm. to find a way to sort of wrap up her story and send her off in whatever way they choose to. And for me, as a fan, if they choose to end her story, meaning they find a way to, you know, end the character, that that character's arc, I'm fine with it. If that character Mm -hmm. rides off into the sunset and survives and lives on, Mm -hmm. and this is the last, you know, story in the Skywalker saga, I'm also totally okay with that. I I don't need that sort of finality to reflect real life. I'm fine with them doing whatever they feel like is creatively the best decision for the movie and also for the character. That's what and that's think. what the quote they said though. Yeah. It's the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. So we're going to see a finality to this. Yeah. Like there is going to be something that happens. I'm just very curious what kind of editing tricks they're yeah. going to be doing mm. to put this all where, this stuff this is where together. Editing comes in. This is where I mean like we hear it all the time <laughs> editing makes or breaks a movie. Like mm-hmm. the the yep. movies are made great in the editing bay. So this is going to be absolutely crucial yeah. to to this yeah. movie and it just makes me wonder did they have enough footage? Like are they are they going to maybe sneak in one or two shots where she's CG like without trying to let us know like I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, my hunch is that there'll probably be a little bit of digital trickery. I, I have a just feeling because he's be a understanding yeah. once you get into the edit bay, once you right, get into right, the post process, right. you, you you see. Well, we need some more stuff, mm-hmm. and there yeah. are the tools mm-hmm. out there to do it now. Yeah. And if it's done respectfully and it's done in a way that's not right. in your face awkward, right? Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. If it's if it's done to respect the character and to make sure that the yeah. character's story is better served, right? I mean. I'd be, I'd be fine. With yeah, that. I'd I mean, be, I'd be in with it too. Like as long as, as long as the story works and we don't completely. I mean, I mean, we don't want a jumping around, flipping Yoda style <laughs> fight sequence with yeah. her. Right. We don't want a that lightsaber would a, that fight. Would be a, that would be a, you know. If they haven't shot one. Yes, it, I agree. But I agree. it reminds me of uh, when uh, Paul Walker passed away in yes. the middle of yeah. Furious 7. Mm-hmm. The way that that production treated that, mm-hmm. the way that they brought in Paul Walker's family, yeah. the fact that J.J. Abrams mentioned 
uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter, mm-hmm. Billy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. that makes me feel like they're gonna do it right. Do you know what I mean? Uh, that that is kind of what it feels like. And mm-hmm. and there was an incredible amount of digital trickery for Paul Walker yeah. Yeah. to totally. to like flesh out another half of a film. They used his brother as, as stunt doubles. They did everything that they could to yeah. give him a ride off into the sunset, mm-hmm. which I think was the most appropriate thing. And I think it turned out really well. I agree. I agree. I think it turned out, uh, I think it was noticeable at times, sure. but uh, for a lot of people that don't, know the like visual effects world they don't stuff. know what to look they for. it wasn't we'll noticeable yeah. i know i got a lot of texts that were right. like i had no idea i yeah. you know from from other people that kind of yeah. learned yeah. after the fact or whatever but it was still it was like you said adam it was like the, it was like the best thing for that um and i have a feeling that it's not my hunch is that it's just going to be like it's going to be something where they might address that maybe leia has passed away there might be a time jump or whatever and what we see is like a final message you know mm-hmm. a hologram a hollow yeah. something oh, like that yeah, would, yeah, they actually, could yeah. use yeah. like I mean, that, you know doing that also yeah. bookends the yeah. character yes Absolutely. yes no four. shit that so, yeah. i didn't even think of that oh my god i mean, I mean the trilogy right. i mean the movies are it's about true. repeated cycles and things happening over yeah. again but with mm-hmm. a new twist so. absolutely yeah. and that was like the guy was a great gut punch when when r2 did oh, that in, yeah. in the last jedi oh and he was like <laughs> yeah. that was a low there was blow gonna be like, anybody to like yeah. i mean luke luke said it himself yeah like, that that no yeah, fair. exactly. That, yeah. That's not fair. <laughs> if there was yeah. anybody who was going to be able to at least like slightly yeah. turn him in the direction they wanted him to go, it was yeah. going to be R two with that message. So yeah. that was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's probably the most appropriate. And of course, it's going to be digital trickery because anything that that Carrie Fisher shot for Episode Seven, mm-hmm. they're going to have to rotor her out of those backgrounds, right? Be right. Placed yeah, onto with, new backgrounds, yeah, whatever it is. You know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So of course, it's going to be digital trickery. But I think yeah, I, I definitely think that there is a way to do it, even if they do use CG. I think there's a way to do it that it's done very appropriately in the yeah, service I agree. the and story. They, and they would have learned a lot from both Tarkin and Younger Leia from Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Uh, and again, they know how much that character means to the fandom mm-hmm. after yes. the reaction that what happened with Luke in Episode 8 what happened mm-hmm. with Han in Episode mm-hmm. 7 they are in completely aware yes. of how mm. how important that those Absolutely. characters are yeah. to multiple mm. generations. And yeah, they do yeah. not want to screw that up. I do not doubt it for a second that they'll do a good job because everybody loves Carrie Fisher. Everybody Absolutely. loves Princess mm-hmm. Leia. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt, no question. This isn't like I don't know about these creators get it. Like everybody <laughs> loves her, and, and it's her. a director yeah. who. Started off absolutely, the absolutely. Right, right, it'll right. be great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to yep. it. Yeah. Uh, JJ also announced the official start of principal photography. Uh, he posted a photo on Twitter, and you can't really tell, but you can sort of make out who who it is. Uh, it looks like Finn, Chewbacca, and probably Ray inside of the cockpit of the Millennium probably, Falcon. Probably. Um, God, that's what I thought it was a camera. That's what <laughs> well, it was. Well, that well, in the foreground. Okay, yeah. Yeah. good. Camera yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I, no, I mean that's <laughs> that's their new gun for that's the right. Millennium that's Falcon. Right. Uh, but JJ <laughs> said, JJ said, bittersweet starting the next chapter without Carrie, but thanks to an extraordinary cast and crew, we are ready to go. Grateful for Ryan Johnson, and special thanks to George Lucas for creating this incredible world and beginning a story of which we are lucky to be a part of. Hashtag nine. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious because, you know, I know that we've had a lot of conversations of like, what's next for Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Do you go into episode 10? Do you, do you allow there to be some sort of a time jump? And then you bring in... Uh, potentially Ray, Kylo Ren and Finn as these like now the next generation the of legacy trilogy, characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like how much how much time do you Well, they said they, they said this was the last of the Skywalker saga. I think Kylo's going to eat it. I think Kylo's going to pull a, a Prince Zuko, Zuko and try to oh. redeem <laughs> yeah, himself, then. but he still killed his dad Han Solo, yeah. so I think he will still like redeem himself/sacrifice himself. Well, I think that's yeah. part of it too. It's like yeah. how much are people going to be able to accept the guy who killed Han Solo, exactly. you yeah. know? Like I mean, look, we accepted did, Is that still redeemable? We accepted you, Jason Statham 
him after he killed Han, and that was some bullshit. But this Han, everyone, everyone will exactly. put their foot down for this Han. Han. It would be hashtag this is legacy Han. for real yeah. justice for Han. Is this what it is, would be. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is something that like as as close to Prince Zuko as they can get, and then he's probably going to mm-hmm. bite yeah. him. But bite, bite I, I'm, I'm interested in what Adam's talking about, like what next kind of a thing. Yeah, I absolutely. think that they have a lot of freedom to to and great casts to keep going for future stuff. I've said that I want Ryan Johnson's tr- trilogy to be yeah. like just Poe Dameron. Yeah. Like just po- like three movies with Poe uh-huh. and then Ray and Finn can show up but like it's him doing other stuff. Right, sure. right. They could also continue to do other movies set in the classic original trilogy mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prequel era if they wanted True. to which like no, I, I, but it's like I, what about that in between? I want that Obi-Wan movie. True. Like, they are you bringing know, back Clone Wars. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's kind of our prequel era mm-hmm. I guess like story yeah. wrap out but like the Obi-Wan is in between and then everyone's like I want Knights of the Old Republic thousands of years that prior. That would be amazing. I mean they got a lot of freedom but I think that they would be wise to keep using Oscar Isaac, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, because they're mm-hmm. so great mm-hmm. it, in some kind of capacity mm-hmm. moving yeah. forward, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, John, uh, no, Oscar Isaac's going to do a voice on Resistance. He's yes. playing right. Poe right. in that. Yeah. Like, yeah. great. But didn't Daisy Ridley also say that she was done after this? Oh, I, I mean, don't know. actors say that all the time. Sure, it's yeah. so it's so hard because I, I, I think a lot of it also is because they don't want the fan base to start thinking of ideas of like, well, right. if it's not the last one, then maybe there's hope for more. And it's yeah. like, no, we're doing a trilogy. Oh, yeah. I guess Ray, I guess Ray we'll doesn't see. die in nine. It's right. like they don't even want fans to think that. Exactly. They just they just you know leave it open. Yeah. Telling complete stories is important. Yes, yes. yes. even in giant franchises like this. absolutely. That's what what and, Marvel's doing and, right now, and yeah. it's kind of miraculous yeah. that they're not telling anybody what mm-hmm. the future movies mm-hmm. are, yeah. what they're plan. You know, Tom Holland's putting f- footage sure. of him filming Spider-Man two, and it's like, come on, Tom, you kind of ruined it. Like, yeah, you're, you're dead, it. dude. Like, come on, don't don't spoil the the name of the next movie. I know, but that was on purpose. I think that, that was, was that was that was totally cute. planned. So yeah, I mean I yeah, but it, it's it's <laughs> it's like you said, Gabriel. Like even in these big franchises, you have to do that, right? Otherwise, you're not otherwise making movies. You're, you're making, making product soap operas. Yeah. Soap yeah. operas that yeah. do yeah. sell. Obviously, soap operas product, but right, like right, right. it's they they can get to a point where each piece means less because mm-hmm. there's so many pieces. Yeah, yeah. very good point. You don't necessarily want to do that when you're creating what you what you see as a piece of art and entertainment you mm-hmm. want it to you want it to be relevant yep. you don't yeah. want it to just be yeah. one among many which is again what the marvel Mar- the marvel cinematic universe has been fairly good at doing is making sure that each piece is a piece unto itself mm-hmm. that fits within the whole but it is a piece unto itself you can watch ant-man and the wasp on its own and yeah. it's its own fun little thing and when yeah. they totally. mess up when they do thor the dark world they correct that and they're like all right thor 3 has to be gotta and be super different i yeah. think mm-hmm. thor 3 helps make thor the Dark World better. Yeah, I think yeah. in retrospect, yeah. what it does is it gives you really great mm-hmm. storylines for Thor and Loki. Yes, like they have yes. a complete arc between those three movies. Yeah, yeah, they do. That and that's what I think. You the magic just made Hector so happy. <laughs> it's true. Well, you that's know what the magic of sequels can be is that they can elevate a previous movie. Not they yeah. can't completely redeem it, but no. I think like things right. like that, yeah. like plot points and yeah. storylines of characters. What you reminded me of? Did you guys see that video I just posted? I found this incredible editor the really Iron this, this, that Iron Man one you know what I'm I talking about to watch oh, this no. YouTube video that I found from this guy named um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now to uh, I think I think the YouTube video is top screen is the okay. channel 
And this guy has edited, he edited this Black Panther one that took footage from Captain America Civil oh, War and Black same, Panther. Same guy? Where it starts Black where it's like, the amazing. Black Panther has been a protector of Wakanda and it's using footage from both and it was amazing. This dude did one for Iron Man yeah. and it like brought me to tears. <laughs> yeah. And what's it's so really great good. is they even use footage from Iron Man 2. Yeah, and it course. makes like Iron Man 1, 2, and 3 in the Avengers movies make Iron Man 2 better. Yeah. I forgot that there was a scene where Nick Fury was like, what do you remember about your dad? And he, go, and he goes yeah. off, he's cold, calculating. Yeah. When you're telling he me never that he said was, he liked me. Never said yeah. he liked me, didn't tell me he loved me. So yeah. when you're telling me that he planned all this for the future, all this, yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. And it cuts to like footage of his dad dying. And, it, and yeah. I mean, you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a good little scene yeah. of dialogue, yeah. you know, sandwiched in <laughs> Iron Man 2 that we forgot yeah. about. That like yeah. when you look uh, at it in like a four minute video, like. Right. It makes sense. Dude, yeah. that context matters. Yeah. A good so it does. Yeah. It does. It really so, does. I think that guy has also done one for Loki and it was really sad because it showed all this footage. And at the end, when Thor and Loki in Ragnarok are in the elevator, mm -hmm. and Thor's like, "Loki, I thought the world of you. Yeah. I thought we would be fighting forever." They cut. They show. He shows footage of like them as children, mm -hmm. and them like with the two guns, like "Hello," to do, yeah. you know, doing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 like even their angles are similar to where they were placed in like other Thor movies, yeah. with like Loki being on the right and Thor mm -hmm. on the left. And the way that it ends is it just it ends with the shot of and Taika did such a good job of Tom Hiddleston just kind of reflecting. And and because Thor is like, I thought that there was always a glimmer of hope that you could be my brother again, but mm -hmm. you're you and I'm me, and now that's long gone. And Loki's just kind of like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And there's this moment where you're like, oh shit, he yeah. feels really yeah. bad yeah. about <laughs> everything, right? Because they're showing you footage from Thor: The Dark right, World right, and right. Thor and Avengers yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. stuff. There was that character. Arc, there was the character yeah. development. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Which, that's great! Damn, that's amazing. Top screen. I gotta watch that now. I'll send so yeah, yeah. It to you. you gotta. We'll link those to you. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, we should we should throw it up right here and watch it later. <laughs> I'm serious. Just cry. Fuck Venom. Let's just watch this Iron Man thing. Um, there's a lot of rumors oh, going around that Carrie Russell might be playing Ray's mom. Do you think that's a necessity at this point to no. explore that character's backstory? No, I don't I, think so either. I don't Kylo think it's a said it the best. It's not. It's it's nothing. Matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I the think it, it really would. Played that well. I can't think of a scenario where having her play Ray's mom would make Ray's story better. Yeah. Maybe no. there is one, but I can't think of it. I think if if anything, if she is Ray's mom, which seems like the obvious, that it would kind of undercut what they did with Ray in the Last Jedi. And right. what what I think the Star Wars franchise is trying to do as a whole, which is saying it's not about. You're special because of how you were born. Mm -hmm. It's you're special because you're the protagonist of this story. Right. Now. Um, That's right. why you're special. And you make yourself special. You make yes. yourself. You're the, the hero. The choices you make. Mm -hmm. The choices you make. So if they bring in Carrie Russell's mom for some kind of a closure or something. Maybe or she had like a fling with Obi-Wan. I mean, like, oh, oh, no. that would be the worst. Like, like, no. a, like a hot summer romance. God, like it'll not. be a little rom-com minute. Like, that, that would turn weird age Star Wars there. real quick. Work at all. I think. I can't, I can't, I can't. I mean, if they wanted to tie it into a backstory, maybe if it's maybe Carrie's not her mom, maybe an aunt, maybe somebody that knew her parents, mm -hmm. maybe a mentor to, or something. Somebody that that at least had an understanding and could either reinforce what Kylo, what she learned right. in the cave and what Kylo told right. her, yeah. or you know, give her a different kind of closure on that yeah. issue. But again, not to undo all of the the significance of that moment in the cave. Yeah, right, right. Not only the or cave, the but pit, I like whatever. It was. Yeah, the in cave, the, but yeah. also even in episode seven, when when you see young Ray sort yeah. of looking off into the sky and being abandoned. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I think that informs a lot about who she yeah. ends up becoming. Yeah. Right. and to right. take that away and to add a, a mother, a mother character is like, well, it just feels so forced, and it yeah. kind of feels like it's feeding into the 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 narrative from people who are like, well, it all needs to connect. 
No, yeah. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Right. She yeah. doesn't need no, to be related it's to anybody very to large, be somebody. It's a yeah. very large galaxy. It is, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what we always say. It's yeah, super man. huge. Like, not yeah. everybody yeah. is related to everybody It would else. be cool if Carrie Russell ended up being some character who, like, existed during, you know, like, Return of the Jedi as, like, a right, child right, and, like, right. yeah. you know, somehow was affected sure. by the Battle of Endor or something. by, like, uh, a Jedi. Like, exactly. some Jedi. What, what, yeah. what if she were one of those kids that was on Endor in the Ewok movies? There you go. Sure. She's that little girl. She's that little girl. Grown up. There you go. There's all your connected. Oh, right. We're oh, pulling man. in the Star Ewok Wars movie. is yeah. good again. I like it because they reference the Ewok movie. <laughs> but even yeah. a character like I, I like one character I really liked in the Last Jedi was Laura Dern's character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was yeah. a small but very mm -hmm. impactful role. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know, Agreed. if somebody like Carrie Russell comes in and does that, yes. or even any of these, even Richard or a E. Grant, villain. Or she villain, could be a villain, yeah, like to come in and sure. have like yeah. a really good impact on this final yep. Skywalker movie. That's great. That's all you need. Yeah. That's really yeah. all you need. Harry Kowalczyk. That's one. You're going to go up to three. That's one. I'm going to be a real dad right now. That's, I'm giving you one right now. We're gonna, I am challenging you. I am you. challenging you to avoid posting anything negative. Stop being a dick. This is one. If I go to two, that's two. And if I go to three, you will be banned. Uh, and you'll probably no have to joke, come back in under some, under some other name. So that's one. Oh, internet. Challenge uh. to you. Keep it positive. Don't be a dick. All right. There we go. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the Batman movie. We finally got a little bit of an update for Matt Reeves. He was yeah. at the Television Critics Association mm -hmm. something something mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. here in LA. I guess Events. he's a I guess Events. he's a producer uh, on a show. And uh, naturally, somebody asked him about the Batman. We haven't heard anything about yep. that movie in months. I think up to this point, we had sort of been under the assumption that it's a there's a lot of potential that Ben Affleck will not come back as Batman. Whether we weren't sure. Let me guess he didn't say anything about that. No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Um, no real confirmation, sort of whether or not this takes place in the current timeline of events, or if it's one of those Elseworld stories like the Joker one. Mm -hmm. um, but finally, got a little bit of a little bit more context as to where he's in the scripting process. Mm -hmm. He is about two weeks away from turning in a draft that he that he feels very confident about. Talking about that, hopefully they will be ready to shoot the movie in spring or summer. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, I think we're looking at maybe 2020 as a possible release date for the Batman movie. Okay. Um, it's yeah. not adapting Batman Year One. There were a lot of reports that came out saying that it was potentially going to adapt that story, mm -hmm. and he said no. We're very much we're not really basing this on any one particular comic book. We're going into the mythology of all the comics, mm -hmm. and we, he wants to cool. really tell a very noir stylized detective story about Batman, something very personal to the character to differentiate it from what we've sort of seen in the past right. and not really be worried about interconnecting it with all the other movies, but still yeah. connecting to the greater DC universe. Right. 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 So I don't know. How do you so guys... The, so the takeaway is that is he just kind of confirmed it's not Batman year one as right. some yeah. places yeah. were reporting. Exactly. Right. I think I love hearing Matt Reeve talk about anything. He's yeah. got great commentaries on yeah. the Apes movies. Mm -hmm. he, I've listened to like long form podcast interviews with him where he, he breaks down each movie and it's like he's so cool and he knows exactly what to say when he's talking about that thing that he's working on whether it's an original thing or whatever yeah. so i could hear him talk about batman all right. day even though i feel like i'm bummed because i'm like i want you to talk more about it and i know that he can't <laughs> yeah, yeah you know so it's it's exactly. kind of like this he's kind of confirmed that it's not year one but he still isn't exactly saying yeah, more than he that. Has, he hasn't said where it takes place it yeah. could yeah. be there uh, it was a great article i believe was on slash film that was saying this could be bookended by ben affleck's batman in the beginning and the end. Sure. And it could be a story that's told 15 years in the past. We don't know. Or it could be yeah. something that takes place, you know, five years before the events of Man of Steel. We really don't know. And I think I think a lot of sort of, no, I don't want to say the criticism, but the worry from a lot of people is like, well, they're not, them not addressing the Ben Affleck thing, does that mean that he's not 
in it? Why are they being so resistant about saying whether or not, yes, Ben Affleck will play Batman? Because they're damned if they do and they're damned if they right. don't. Yeah. If yep. they do say yeah. it's not Affleck, that's all that it's going to be up yeah. until. Mm-hmm. But then it's like if they don't address it at some point. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing? Like well, we're gonna find out. to address yeah, it at one point. Way. I, yeah. I'm afraid that it's going to be at the worst point, though, yeah. because which is when? Exactly. Like we yeah. like, is it there's the, no when good we see the first trailer. Like where where is the best mm, point? To I do mean, this? as soon as shooting begins, some yeah. decision will be made public exactly. whether they want yes, to or exactly. not. Right. Something yes. is again, going to happen. Again, I don't speak for Warner Brothers right. as a company. <laughs> All you're speaking for your own. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're in animation, right? You're Warner yeah. Brothers animation. No, yeah. I have zero <laughs> to do with the live action. Yeah. Yeah. We believe but you. I <clears throat> would like to think that there's been a lot of learning happening since... Man of Steel, yes. through Justice mm-hmm. League, through mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, through BBS, all of that stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot to learn. It's true. Um, when we were at Comic-Con, it's true. We, le- we, we felt like they learned from previous Comic-Con yes, sort of showings in how they presented their stuff, yeah, which we right. were really excited about. And we weren't stoked about some stuff. But then again, Aquaman trailer 2 was like dope. And we, we figured that they learned not to announce stuff before stuff was kind yeah. of ready yeah. to announce. I mean, exactly. so, yeah. w- I mean right. people were talking about not seeing the Aquaman stuff until we just mm-hmm. saw it. And I'm like, yeah. my assumption, again, not involved. My assumption was that they were going to spend as much time as they could to make those water effects look as good as they could for the trailer mm-hmm. because that is an integral part of the movie. Absolutely. And if those effects took people out of it yep. and looked cheap, and mm-hmm. some people said they did, other people didn't notice, yep. that would have, you know, the movie was already a little behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. So it was the kind of thing like, we need this to look right. We don't mm-hmm. want anything right. random to right. leak. There was for like sure. when the that Doctor Who piece leaked a little while before and yeah. the BBC got freaked yeah. out. It's like, yeah. you don't want that. You want it to be presented the way that people want to see Control it. The yeah, yeah. The exactly. way that you meant it to yeah. be seen. Exactly. Yes. Like, yes. you don't want anything out. Like, we saw some footage of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I guarantee you, they, they probably shouldn't have shown this footage because <laughs> y- it looked like... They've been filming for two weeks. It looked like a screen test. It looked like nothing was absolutely ready. So much stuff that happens in post to make yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look good exactly. on screen. Uh, you, it, it almost looked like it was a test of her running kind of like... Um, like uh, Captain America and Black Panther, okay. you know how they run really yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. Speed she running, was running yeah. really yeah. fast on the street, but you could tell it wasn't a finish. It looked like effect. Superman seventy eight. She's floating yeah. above yeah. the ground. She, and was, like, she was like, "It's not done yet." <laughs> right, but <laughs> at the same time, like I'm, I appreciate the fact that they showed us that, but right. I kind of wish I, they wouldn't sure. have. But again, they showed it to a, a small select group of people. Right, right, right. right. They're like, like, not right. getting out. Yeah, right. So it's that thing where you, you, you little give, little take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I was glad for the taste. Yeah. But at the same time, I had when I was watching it, I had to remind myself and Hector. I was like, wait, wait, wait. This it's just started shooting. Yep. Yeah. Let's yeah. not yeah. jump yeah. to yeah. conclusions. And that, yeah. again, that's mm-hmm. probably another reason we didn't see anything about from Marvel with Captain with Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Right. Yeah, again, exactly. that's also in the exactly. very similar right. timing. I'll give you that. Like, that's out yeah. in March. I'll give you that. Yeah. That's yeah. a ways away. Sure. I would, I would think sure. we would see something from them around New York Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. soon, I think. That would be my guess. Again, not working for Marvel, not knowing anything. When's D23? Is that already? That's not That's next year. It's skipped this year. Okay. Yeah, and I think that was the big thing for Aquaman for me yeah. was like, we talked about it, you know, it definitely is very much so, more more so than the other movies embracing the fantasy aspect. Absolutely. It has to and be. in that regard, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it one, it has to. It's all, it all takes place in Atlantis underwater. Yeah. So when you go into the movie or the preview with that sort of mindset, right. even if the visual effects don't look realistic, I mean, they're... They're fish people <laughs> riding yeah, sharks. Yeah. It's fine. Atlantis I was mean, never realistic. Exactly. We got crazy comments when we did that Godzilla reaction. Yeah. People were like, oh, it's not realistic enough. 
I'm like, are you kidding me? Giant monster. Like, it's a giant <laughs> monster kaiju <laughs> battle. <laughs> like, you really expect realism out of this. Right. Okay, all right, well. And know, I think it all really odd. depends on, like, how something is presented, right? If something is presented to be realistic, like the Nolan trilogy, then, of course, yeah. if something doesn't look like yes. it's real, you're exactly. going to call it out because it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't play by the rules of that world. Of the tone of that they're setting for that, that movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the worlds of animation, mm-hmm. uh, there is there is a base reality in like Teen Titans Go to the Movies, mm-hmm. which I love seeing in a big screen because it still feels cinematic, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. you, you're used to it on your TV screen, you know? Yeah. There's a base reality that's very stylized, hyper-stylized in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. as we saw. Yes. Oh, so even yeah. though that shit isn't realistic, there's still right. like, that that fits for that. It's the aesthetic. Totally. Uh, aesthetic yeah. versus exactly. other exactly. animated you know, mm-hmm. even other animated Spider-Man things, mm-hmm. Spider-Man cartoons that are like they're more realistic. But that's right. That works for that aesthetic. Right. Yeah. And I hope I hope this movie does a good job of se- sort of setting the tone for us mm-hmm. right when the movie starts, because I feel like I feel like uh, now they're they are kind of setting the narrative that like we're letting our directors do whatever they like. So mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. might look different from everything else yeah. we've seen before. Sure. So I and hope they do cool. something to establish yeah. the fact that James Wan is doing his thing here. Let him do his thing, well, and hopefully he wraps you in this world. One of the things I remember hearing, and again, internet scuttle was that when he was brought in to to, to work on a DC movie, they like said we have a we have a Flash movie, we have an Aquaman movie. Which one do you want? Yeah, and he said I want Aquaman. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So that oh, that, yeah, that tells you something right, that either yeah. he yes. has an idea or there was something in the scripting yeah. phase or there was something that like attracted him to that over the Flash. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And right. it's the same um, with Ava DuVernay saying my favorite superhero is Big Barda. <laughs> a few months yeah. before it was announced that she's doing New Gods, it's right. like Big Barda. Why would you say that? Oh, that's awesome. So there was yeah. some there's something there, yeah. which is yeah. great. Yeah. 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 No, I, I really like that. And yeah, and I do think. The fact that they are giving direct, directors the options, and you look at somebody like James Wan, who did great work with Furious 7, yeah. action movie, yeah. but then you look at what he did with Conjuring, great horror, right. and to take those two things and apply it to something like Aquaman, which is huge and action-packed, but also can be very scary, because the depths of the ocean are freaking terrifying. Fucking scary. And to have a director I like mean, that apply that. Even the shallows that, of the ocean. I right? don't, go, I yeah, don't, go I don't the know ocean. what's yeah. happening. Being underwater scares me more than anything else yeah, in the world. It's <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. I love that. I think that's so cool. And I, I think the same thing with David Sandberg. I mean, you know, Lights Out, yeah. a very different movie from Shazam. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like you, you just have to at some point entrust the filmmaker and their vision right. and their enthusiasm for the right. character. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, super, I'm super excited about that. The one yeah, thing that man. Matt Reeves said that I thought was cool is we're not we're not doing an origin story, obviously. We're doing a story that is definitively Batman and trying to tell a story that's emotional and yet is really about him being the world's greatest detective and all the things that for me since I was a kid made me love Batman. It sounds like he's making Batman the animated series the movie. That's and that's, I'm like that's the you're vibe just making that I got a definitive you. Batman that's movie. Called. That's like, what it's called. That's yeah. Batman the animated that's, series the movie. movie. That's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. Batman the animated series movie. Go to the movies. It'll sell. Yeah. It'll well, sell. I mean, yeah. we did have that. It was Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, that's right. That's true. That's true. That's great. We did have that. And I and I yeah, no, I mean, and I love that. And I think, you know, Matt Reeves with what he's done with the Apes movies Mm. such incredible storytelling and and I think the most important thing is you care about the characters and I think if he's saying that he really wants the audience to really connect with Batman and make it a very personal story I believe that it's Mm -hmm. not something that I'm like well we'll see what he does Mm -hmm. no I really believe that and he doesn't seem like he's in a rush to make this movie Mm -hmm. he wants it to be the right story the right script whatever other creative decisions he makes he wants it to be for the greater good of the movie and I think that will inherently help not just the Batman franchise, but DC as a brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. You know, and I think that will support all the other movies going forward. I think I, that's I what think, you need. I think they should really tap into 
And and to go back to what you were saying, Hector, is Batman the Animated Series because mm-hmm. Batman the Animated Series. Imagine if Twitter was around when that show came out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa, you made uh, this character, Mister Freeze. What a stupid name! But yeah. like, you would have gotten so much criticism from that show. Yeah. But at the same time, like, the t- Twitter wasn't around back then. Right. So those creators were free to do whatever they want. They yeah. broke ground with using black paper, like doing yeah. animating mm-hmm. on we black paper. We got great characters like Harley Quinn. Uh, you get Harley yeah. Quinn. You get Clayface. <laughs> you get Mister Freeze. Like, you yeah. get all these iconic <laughs> stories. And guess what? They weren't necessarily based off any comic that we saw. Yeah. These people just loved Batman so much yeah. that yeah. they were like, yes. I, and those characters sometimes were kind of nothing in the comic. Exactly. Right. And sometimes exactly. like the animated series was able to take that and like, how do we really tell a really impactful right. emotional story right. with somebody like yeah. Mr. Freeze? I can imagine 1992 Twitter would have been like, oh great, the SJW's got a hold of Batman and gave us a girl <laughs> Joker. This is yeah, dumb. Exactly. It should be just dudes. Oh, it's a stupid <laughs> character. Oh, and Paul Dini would have been like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, exactly. Come on. Come on. Come on. Exactly. So I think I think they should really focus, and and it, it sounds like Matt Reeves is really focusing on this. Is yeah. that Batman as a character, not necessarily what we feel? Yeah. Like like I feel like maybe if all of us pulled together, we could make a really cool Batman story <coughs> mm-hmm. that didn't pull from anything else. And I feel like he has maybe a group around him that could pull some really yeah. cool things yeah. together, yeah. not based on anything we've seen before. And that's how you get really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are aspects of the Batman character that haven't really been delved into cinematically. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he says it in there, the detective aspect. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. I think all of it's us very lightly yeah, touched have on. been, yes. I mean, like, we get a little bit of that in, in The Dark Knight. We get mm. a little bit of that in the original 89 Batman. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's a, but that's a hard thing to do. And it, but, yeah. but to get a, somebody who, can, who knows how to write, yeah. focuses on writing, you know, a character, and then be a story that works with the way that character thinks. Yep. When yeah. you're not necessarily just writing for big cool action set pieces, when right. you're writing for a story, you're writing like to write a mystery. And again, we mm-hmm. don't know that he's writing a mystery. Right, right, right. right, right but right. to write a mystery takes a different kind of mindset when yeah. writing. Absolutely, yeah, because it's not just like superhero gadget catch the bad right. guys right. type of movie. Right. It's uh, it could be a psychological thriller. Yeah. It right. could be it could be something completely out of left field, which I think is what we're missing from Batman. And BVS was split between so many characters, yeah. it didn't get a chance to focus on the de- detective right. aspect. Or right. focus on no. Superman. Right, we, we got right. shades of it. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's, I would say that in BVS, we sort of seen the most of like a detective Batman that we've seen in a lot of the other movies. But still compared to, you know, the other movies, it's still not a whole lot because, you know, we're mm-hmm. focusing on so many other things. Compared so, to comics, not a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, so, right. so I like the idea that, you yeah. know, this is an opportunity to really just focus on that. Yeah. I love that. I think that's yeah. really, really cool. We hope that's the way Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Mustache Gate. <laughs> <laughs> mustache Superman Mustache Gate. Uh, Christopher, wait, uh, do we want to talk about that te- that tip we got real quick? Or? Oh sure, okay. Or, let's or address this. Wait tip. to the end. Uh, let's just address it now. Okay. Uh, from Jada, fifteen dollar tip. Thank you so much. The question was, hey guys, love from Oklahoma. Hello. Damn, Oklahoma. All Random right. question, but if you were to te- if you were to teach a college course on any piece of comic or geek lore slash media. What would you choose, and what would you name the course? Hector already did that. I kind of did. <laughs> yeah, did. I yeah. did. It was like people of color in comics. Yeah, is what I did a little like uh, a one-off uh, uh, course on. That's probably what I would be. It would probably be about like representation in the media, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why it's important, why it's something that uh, that matters oftentimes, why people look at it, why people care about it, mm-hmm. and then like a history of that. That would be cool. I love talking about. Uh, like black and brown characters from comics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and at the same time talking about like, but uh, like I love all the white characters too, guys. Like they're all great. <laughs> yeah. but they they were all yeah. created and sort of brought up in a different era, right. in the Mad Men era or earlier, and right. all of that shit is really fascinating to me while still talking love of comics. That's probably yeah. what I would do. And I would be Hector's teaching assistant. <laughs> <laughs> After Hector leaves, I'm gonna be like, the test is now. <laughs> Get to it. Get to it. No right. cheating. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, you have one, Gabriel. Uh, actually, yes. Um, I've been 
uh, recently with some friends uh, working through the American Gods TV show oh, okay. Ooh, and okay. pairing it up with episodes of the classic 90s animated series Gargoyles. Oh, interesting. There are, talking about mythology, talking about gods, there are a surprising number of interesting, uh, necessarily crossovers, but Mm. uh, concurrent parallel ideas, and certainly characters that pop up in both. Um, so Ooh. I've been digging into that just to. That's really cool. Did, did Neil Gaiman have anything to do with gargoyles? No, not he didn't at all. Like writing not episodes. At all. Nothing <laughs> at all. Nothing at all. Greg Weissman, wow. Matt Reeve, yeah. Frank Parr, those guys—they created that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they draw from similar places. World mythology. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. World mythology. Yeah. That's cool. That's um, interesting. Really. So interesting. and there's there's some really really cool parallels between. Is, is those this something things. that you guys are actively creating, or is this something uh, just some uh, with my friends and I were we're going through it, and I've chosen some stuff. Let us know. Yeah. 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 Let us yeah. Yeah. Actually, get a. I yeah, would, I'd go I would a panel. Go and yeah. Yeah, sure. attend that. Ooh, one, pitch one, that as a as a panel. In fact, we have a friend who she uh, like yeah. like yeah. pitches yeah. panels we'll, to we'll various cons. Sure. it's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And again, a lot of these all my friends haven't seen American Gods, so introducing them that, and then a lot of them don't remember a lot of gargoyles. I would love to, for that to be a panel where half of the audience on this <laughs> side is like, we're here for American gods. And the other half is like, like we're, we're gargoyles. gargoyles right. And you're I like, mean, my people. Like, And there's a lot of crossover. That's really cool. I think if I were to do one, I think it would be a little bit more from the technical aspect of like what it takes to create one of these things, right. whether it's a movie, TV show, or animated series, whatever it would be, and sort of talk about how you can sort of take the best of these characters mm-hmm. and make it mm-hmm. sort of accessible to all audiences yeah. as opposed to just like, this is just for this pocket of fans. This is just right, for this. Like, right, no, how do right, you make right, right. everything available for everybody? Right. That'd and also great. kind yeah. of touch on things that like we'll talk about in the next story, yeah, but yeah. like how 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 stories it's really a director's story, like totally. and, and mm-hmm. it's the director's job to make it for everybody, mm. not totally. necessarily for mm-hmm. one specific Not for a pocket like, fan base. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. That, that would be your class that yeah, you're yeah, discussing. Yeah. I feel like you'd have to start with Superman the movie. Oh, 100%. because it is oh, the quintessential four quadrant yeah. movie yeah. that you you know, that like really set the standard for like yeah. and a lot of shit happened yeah. behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah. so yeah. much. I so go much to that stuff. class too. Let's do these panels, guys. Let's do these panels. So if you're Comic Con, you gotta come to them. Yeah. Um but let's let's talk about this mustache key this is very very interesting christopher mccrory was on the empire uh podcast talking about mission impossible fallout i have not seen it yet so i only listened to the last part of it that doesn't I've talk about it. The Gabriel, seen it yet? Uh, i have not seen it no i, I have seen not seen it okay yet. No, all right. you're the only I one don't spoil it. <laughs> I won't spoil I hear it. It's great. I mean, I you, see, yeah. you see the mustache in the trailers. Yes, so. absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. what he has a mustache, right? Oh, I God. think we're all aware of of the whole mustache scenario happening between yeah. Mission Impossible and Justice League. Yeah. Both movies sort of overlap in the production schedule. Henry Cavill had to go back and do reshoots on Justice League. Mm-hmm. Famously, they had to CG out his mustache. We all know how that turned out if we saw Justice League. Yeah. Um, but an interesting thing was yeah. Christopher McQuarrie talking about it, and he, poor guy, has really been. I'll just say he's been harassed endlessly on social media, specifically Twitter, about the whole mustache scenario because a lot of people said like, well, shouldn't you have let him, you know, shave his mustache for the betterment of Justice League movie? Which at the end of this interview, he kind of talks about like, it's not my problem. You know, my movie's my movie. I have to worry about my movie. Warner Brothers has to worry about their movie. But so, also, he talks about how he tried to compromise. Yes. Is that part so of I'm going to sort of give you like a little bullet point yeah. list of how this whole thing went down. So he talks about it in detail. If you want to check it out, look at, uh, listen to it on the uh, Empire Podcast channel on SoundCloud. But mm-hmm. bullet points. <laughs> Chuck Rovin, who is the producer on Justice League, he ended up calling Christopher McQuarrie and asked him if Henry Cavill could shave his mustache to do the Justice League reshoots. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, because Mission Impossible is shooting at the same time, they had to work out some sort of a compromise. Um, so Warner Brothers was willing to give Paramount Pictures, the company that is distributing Mission Impossible, $3 million 
to add a CG mustache on Henry Cavill mm-hmm. for whatever remainder of the movie that he would end up having it shaved. Because he did the math and they said that for the VFX, it yes. would cost them $3 million to add the mustache. Yeah. Exactly. Christopher McQuarrie came back and said, uh, we used a fake mustache and beard on Tom Cruise in Rogue Nation. <laughs> it worked for one scene. You couldn't do it for an entire movie, especially with really? the type of lenses that we yeah, use. Yeah, for the, for this the type of lens... Yeah. A what, fake, a what? fake mustache. The opening like a scene of Rogue mustache. Nation, where he's got Remind the, where he's got the beard and the mustache, where he's trapped in, when he's in the prison, he's got the full beard. Tom Cruise, it looks oh, bad. Oh. Rewatch it. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> okay. Especially because isn't we never it, see Tom Cruise. Isn't it fake though? Oh, super fake. But I mean, like within the movie, doesn't he, doesn't Ethan Hunt take it off? No, or no? no, no, no. It's supposed to be it's like supposed a real to be beard. his grown out beard. Exactly. All right. Yeah. I'm okay. Already, I'll just say it. I think that's bullshit. But go on. So, go on. like, okay. I already disagree. But go on. So McQuarrie wasn't convinced. He didn't want to do that. So McQuarrie said. I be I'll, we'll take the three million dollars. We'll shut down our production mm-hmm. of Mission Impossible. You guys go do your reshoots for Justice League, mm-hmm. and then when Henry Cavill is able to regrow his mustache, mm-hmm. we'll continue production on our movie. Right now, keep in mind, Tom Cruise hadn't broken his leg yet. They hadn't oh, shut down production. None yeah. of this stuff had happened. They yeah. were just having a conversation about Henry mm-hmm. Cavill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paramount found out about this and said, "No, we're not going to shut down our movie <laughs> so another movie can take our principal actor, right, shave his right, mustache, right. and like." potentially put us behind on our release date right no so they end up not being able to come to a compromise so what ended up happening obviously we now know henry had to do the reshoots in a mustache wearing the superman suit yep Yep. and we got what we got Mm -hmm. so and you know there was a lot of there was sort of a lot of where did tom tom cruise's ankle breaking happen that happened that about happened like a month after they had these a month or something yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah. and at that and point that, it was like, well, that we couldn't get to work. The production that postponed yep. the production yeah, for further. I think four, four to six weeks. Yeah, and, but they had already shot all that stuff at that point for Justice right. League, all the reshoots. Right. Oh. so it was like, yeah. oh. well, we don't have any more. I, I think Justice League was at a point where they couldn't spend any more money to then go back and reshoot the reshoots. Yeah. yeah. Other actors had other commitments, so they just couldn't make it work. That's why it's Tom Cruise's fault that exactly. The, the mustache so just blame Tom so Cruise. Yeah, blame, blame Tom Cruise. Cruise. So like, I think probably just always <laughs> wanted to play this Superman. This is so bonkers. Yeah, but I just yeah. keep going back to I saw Justice League mm-hmm. and I saw Mission Impossible Fallout and maybe Christopher Mc- uh, like I'm not gonna say maybe he's right. He's the director. He knows what's up. But mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I watched Fallout and I remember Henry Cavill having to say to people while doing press for Justice League, which was such a bummer for him. I felt so bad. Well, he right. had the mustache. He was like, well, I couldn't shave this mustache. Wait till you see the film. I'm doing incredible stunts. I'm doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. You'll see once you un- once you see the movie, you'll understand why I could not have shaved this mustache. Mm-hmm. I was expecting this motherfucker to be dunked in water. <laughs> I was expecting him to do like Tom Cruise style stunts. Uh-huh. He does a lot of stunts. Yeah. But the Mission Impossible franchise is about putting fake masks on. I'm like, mm-hmm. you, you, are you telling me you could not CG a mustache onto certain scenes? You could not put a fake like... There are very good fake mustaches. I don't, like mm-hmm. I'm sure the lenses that they're using is very impressive, but it's like this is like a Mission Impossible movie we're talking about. This isn't like oh, you guys are going to force us to go to the 99 cent store and get a fake mustache. <laughs> like no, don't you guys have incredible, you know? Like I think back to Avengers when they did the reshoot thing for the shawarma scene, yep. and yep. and Chris Evans had a full beard. They put prosthetics on him and had him cover his face yeah. because you cannot hide facial hair. Right. Because it's going to be a big bulky thing on his yeah, face. Yeah, but so I'm. I have always, and maybe I don't know 
what visual effects artists know, but I feel mm -hmm. like it is way easier across the board to add facial hair than of to course. remove it. You mm -hmm. know how it works. I saw Justice yeah. League, and there were scenes where I'm like, this is a great reshoot. Mm -hmm. I could, like, this is mm -hmm. great writing. Superman's saying great stuff. I love this. I'm mm -hmm. really appreciative of this. He has a weird face, <laughs> and it was a compromise. Mm -hmm. It was a compromise yeah. for us because yeah. he has a weird face. So, mm -hmm. so I was bummed. So I'm not saying that, oh, it ruined Justice League. No, it, but it's a minor thing right, right, that, right. like, when I hear Paramount and everybody talking about the justification of it, I'm like, mm -hmm. I saw the movie, guys. He's awesome. He reloaded his arms. He's super buff. <laughs> he's super great. He did some great fight stuff. But I never saw anything where I was like, whoa, Henry Cavill really did that, and that's crazy. Like, he wasn't hanging on by, you know, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Yeah. The, the, the mustache didn't yeah. hold anybody up exactly. with his own guns. Tom Cruise is doing amazing shit. Yeah, it's not Tom if this was the thing with Tom Cruise and he had a mustache, I would get it because Tom Cruise was doing, he was literally falling from a helicopter and catch, like grabbing a rope. He was yeah. jumping out of a plane. Like he was doing amazing shit. With but his Cavill, mustache. Yeah, yeah, but Cavill, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and man. I know one of the things that Christopher McQuarrie said was to do, to actually have Henry Cavill wear a fake mustache with all the stunts he was doing, they would have been gluing it on constantly. Yeah. It would have been right. flapping over the place. It would have created such a headache for them. So I And then they, they I think the big thing for them was they couldn't justify spending the additional cost yeah. Yeah. of what it yeah. would have cost to do that, you know. And right, even the three right, million, right. it's like I that's think a, that's an initial estimate. Things always go over budget. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They will Especially go over budget. Exactly. You know they will and I, go and over I think budget. you know you you look at the Mission Impossible franchise. I think if you look at it, sort of take a step back and look at it, Mission Impossible versus DC Comics. Mm -hmm. I think people look at it differently. They go, oh, DC, Warner Brothers, gigantic studio, huge mm -hmm. franchise. Mm -hmm. We know what those Marvel movies make. They must mm -hmm. have plenty of money to throw mm -hmm. around. Mission Impossible, Paramount. Mission Impossible is kind of like right now they're only like leading franchise right. because nothing else is right. currently in production. Mm -hmm. So it's like they probably don't have as much money to throw at this thing. So I don't know. Right. But right. I, I get Christopher McQuarrie's perspective of like, my movie's my priority. Right. And he even yeah. says in the interview, he's like, look, I feel terrible for whatever thing they had to go through or whatever thing led them to right. that point where they yeah. had to make mm -hmm. these sort of decisions. Mm -hmm. yeah. At the end of the day, like Not we ideal. were willing to work with them, but like there's only so much I can yeah. do as a director. Right. At the end right. of the day, like I got to make my movie. I have a, yeah. I have a release date I got to yeah. make. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. totally understand that. And with right. nowadays with the turnarounds and with trying to make your release dates yeah. that are set right. years in advance, exactly. yeah. you like, it's it tough. feels like you're already behind the eight ball when you start. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they were already yeah. delayed four weeks mm -hmm. because of what happened with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise so it's like, yeah. so on top well, of that, to be like, well, we need another four weeks to add a mustache to right. scenes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and put that, that taxing, I you mean, know, mm -hmm. that stress on a, a visual effects house. They just went to a different visual effects house for the removal. <laughs> so different yeah. people got the stress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. tough. I get Bummer, it. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it is what it is. It's, it it's is. history. You know, we're going to move on from there and we're going to hope that we get. Well, Not we, that situation we got a lot of good jokes out of it, so. Sure. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Is it worth it, though? Is I don't know. I well, don't know. And Chris McCoy talks about it. He's like, look, I don't yeah. want, I don't, I don't want to wish any ill will towards any other studio making movies yes. yeah. because, you know, why would we want that? You know, no, like, right. no one should be rooting against Justice League. Nobody should be rooting against DC or Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. It sucks that they're in that situation. And, you know, the only thing you can hope for is that, like, next time something like that doesn't happen. And he mentions that in, in, the, yeah. in the conversation. He was like, look, I don't want anybody's movie to be bad. I want us all to of win. Course. But there's only, like, there's, there's his only hands so were tied. There's do. only so much he right. could do. It's just, it, it's people not budging. And, and, I mean, we've all kind of been in the industry. Yeah. You know oh, that yeah. people don't budge. Like, when it's their money yeah. on the line, yeah. people are not going to budge. Yeah. So that's what we Money run into. Money is a hard line in this industry. Oh, yes. yeah. It's, it's, hard it's an unfortunate circumstance yeah. for everyone. But I guess I, I think the takeaway from this is like, leave Christopher McQuarrie alone. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's leave oh, yeah. him alone. <laughs> it's yeah. you, like, there's, 
there's no reason to blame anybody. Plus, he went on vacation, so I hope he enjoys yeah. the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah. he probably um, will. But yeah, that's that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight celebrated his 10-year anniversary. Another, t- another tip, though? We will. No? I'll, okay. I'll, we'll talk about we'll after. The, um, the Dark Knight celebrating 10-year anniversary. We were at Comic-Con when this happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight is coming back in IMAX theaters mm-hmm. on August 24th for one week. I'm really upset about this because I really want to go. The tickets went on sale while we are at the con. Wasn't able to get one. And I don't think they're adding any more dates because this is apparently going to compete with uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey for theaters. <laughs> That's a busy weekend so for you, buddy. I'm super bummed. But, you know, obviously 10-year anniversary of this movie. This movie was so hugely impactful for not just film, I feel mm-hmm. like, but also for comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think between this and Iron Man in 2008, yeah. it really sort of changed the game of like, Absolutely. oh, this is how these movies can be perceived. Yeah. This is how yep. we can make them. Uh, the movie obviously won an Oscar for Heath Ledger posthumously. He won mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actor. and won, It won Best Sound Design. It was nominated for so many technical and creative awards, mm-hmm. everything from the Golden Globes to the Oscars to the Saturn Awards, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what it, was your... Change the way the Academy Award Best Picture yes, category works. Yes, that's right. So that's, it was yeah, the last year. You're right. It was the last year that five movies were chosen. The following year, they upped it to ten or up to ten. Supposedly because so many people were upset. Yes, was exactly. Nominated. Which I'm still a little bitter about, but you know, I, I think <laughs> a lot of people cool? can argue for a lot of those other movies. Oh, I have way more. I have a lot of different Oscar beefs, but there's a bunch of different <laughs> well, yes. bullshit Oscar yeah, beefs. Sure. So I'm I like, mean, come yeah, on, record but, Ralph. Sure. We'll Come on, Tron, we'll legacy we'll soundtrack, should have been God, season. Let's save that for Oscars. But fucking Oscars. But but just but talking about this movie, what was your guys' anticipation anticipation level going into it? You know, we had all the trailers, the unfortunate the unfortunate passing of Heath yeah, Ledger. Yeah. Like, how did all of that stuff sort of like excite you and or maybe create some sort of apprehension about the movie, or was it just hundred percent I'm into it, I'm into it, I'm into it? Oh. I was cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember th- a lot of the build-up, bef- like before, you know, when it was shooting, like the announcement mm-hmm. of Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. and it was that whole thing, like, well, who can replace Jack Nicholson as the right. Joker? Mm-hmm. And then when we finally saw that first trailer and we understood mm-hmm. what they were doing with mm-hmm. what he was doing with that performance, yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. that it was just like, oh, there's, there's yeah. something here, there's <laughs> something and cool. yeah, it was definitely there's, like. Yeah. Again, 2008, like before the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. like but like m- m- superhero movies were in a, such a different place. Mm-hmm. And Batman Begins was just yep. this this fun, cool phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to get another one with the Joker, we wouldn't have to deal with a Batman origin and right, it was a completely right, different right. version of the Joker. Um, and just the, the initial trailers and the, the marketing made the movie seem to have scope. Mm-hmm. And I think the movie pays off in that scope. Personally. Oh, absolutely. Plus, I think absolutely. it's like the first superhero movie to really embrace viral marketing like oh, oh yeah, yeah hardcore yeah all of scavenger hunts yes. at comic-con yeah jokerized trailers yeah. all these different things yeah. like the only thing i could think of before those would be two movies earlier in 2008 cloverfield the first yep. cloverfield sure. and the yes. matt reeves had yep. embraced that yep. and then the blair witch project oh, in yep. the yeah. 90s of yeah. course yeah. 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 that sort of word of mouth right. thing I got, that's it that wasn't even word of mouth i got an actual vhs yeah. before it came out <laughs> like, <laughs> i was terrified because i saw it on vhs and i thought it was real yeah Yep. Uh, I, I think my I think what really had me going for it um, was, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, is that the 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 previous movie had so much of like director commentary and talking about like how they built the tumbler and they tried to do all these practical effects and mm-hmm. things like that. 
And that's the kind of stuff that gets me going. Mm -hmm. And so watching that and then knowing that they were going to bring all of this to a whole nother movie, I didn't know what to expect with Heath Ledger. Like, I didn't know what to expect at all for the second movie whatsoever. And so just seeing all the creativity that went to the first one, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for this next yeah. one. Yeah. I remember, um, I think that my hype level was very high because as a comic mm -hmm. book fan, Batman Begins was dope. I enjoyed mm -hmm. it, but I still felt like um, there was kind of no excuse for a sequel to be better because I knew how much the world of Batman mm -hmm. could offer. You know, yeah. I wasn't worried like, oh, no, no, they're going to screw it up. I'm like, if you go back and watch Batman Begins, it's really interesting because it, it, it was the one that was written by David S. Goyer mm -hmm. and he did not write the Dark Knight, correct? It was just the Nolans so that wrote the Dark Goyer Knight? So Goyer and Nolan did Batman Begins. Yes. Goyer did the story. Goyer did the story with Nolan for The Dark Knight, but it right. was the Nolan brothers who actually wrote the screenplay. Because if you actually, I think. like Batman Begins has a screenplay <laughs> that feels like it could still be like a late 90s superhero movie, like an action mm -hmm. movie. There's still mm -hmm. moments yeah, that... the beats of it do. do the yeah. beats do, of it, yeah. some yeah. of the jokes, that it yeah. is, uh, like Christopher Nolan directing it is almost embarrassed at some of the jokes. Like he's cutting away <laughs> almost too quickly, like it's because it's yeah. a different rhythm that we're sort of used to where, gr yeah. you know, Christian Bale's like, does it come in black? And then it's yeah. a media mm -hmm. cut. It's yeah. not yeah. this like pause for like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> you know that we're used to yeah. from like other '90s kinds of action right. movies. Well, and again, in 2005, there was there was still this. What yeah. do su what are superhero movies? We had Spider-Man's. Yeah. We had, we had X-Men's. Yeah, we had. And it was all like you know, disconnected. None yeah. of yeah. it. Yeah, no, yes. there was no connection. Daredevil, yeah. fa uh, like the first Fantastic Four movie came out that still year. The, with the Batman franchise, there was still the fear of, of the Schumacher era. Exactly. Exactly. So there was. Yeah. It, it so felt. Was you watch trepidation on Warner's. Part. Yeah, Batman Begins still feels like they still have a little bit of their toes in that other sort of world almost. But the Dark Knight is another beast entirely. So, yeah, man, that was a that was a real real special. Like movie-going experience yeah, and absolutely. a phenomenon, yeah, and oh, yeah. something that overshadowed everything else that came out that summer, which is still one of the best summers ever. It was really not good. just yeah. Iron Man, but you got like Hellboy Two: The Golden Army mm -hmm. that was dope, Hancock, uh, The Incredible Hulk, mm -hmm. Wally, Kung Fu Panda, yeah. like uh, Wanted, I think was that year. Wanted, yeah, Hancock, like uh, there was some dope shit. Yeah, and yeah. yet and those are just like. The more comic booky, yeah. yes. you yeah. know, it yeah. doesn't include all the other stuff that that came out. Yeah, for sure. Right, but, it's not coming to me right now. But yeah, but um, but yeah. So like, the Dark Knight was the movie of the year, yeah. and then I think only since the years have gone on and the Dark Knight trilogy has ended, and we've gotten new iterations of the characters, have people looked back and reflected and been like, you know what, Iron Man actually did kick off some shit that mm -hmm. people didn't know then that, that yeah. you know right, eventually right, right. built to what we have today. So, so yeah, good year and Dark Knight. Yeah, so good. Dark Knight was. A I, it was definitely my most anticipated movie of 2008 by far. I was I obsessed say, yeah. with all the trailers. I was mm -hmm. obsessed with because I loved Batman Begins so much, mm -hmm. and it was the movie, movie that I walked out of and I went because I didn't know Christopher Nolan back then. Yeah. I had seen mm -hmm. Insomnia, but I had not I had made seen the connection. I think seen so Memento, I was yeah. like, "Oh, Guy Pierce is going to play Batman," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't. And I didn't. I didn't really make the connection. I had sort of been hoping that Christian Bale would play because I had seen Equilibrium and I had seen American mm -hmm. Psycho. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's got to be perfect for Batman." Yeah. Then it yeah. happened. Mm -hmm surrounded by such an amazing cast and then I loved the movie and I loved sort of what it did with the character mm -hmm. and loosely adapting elements of like year one and all yeah. that sort of mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. so then Long to go Halloween, into a sequel yeah. yeah to go into a sequel and bring in the Joker and then finding out Heath Ledger I was like I mean I like yeah. Heath Ledger yeah, yeah. I, I had seen A Knight's Tale and 10 Things I Hate sure. About You all these movies that so, he was yeah. in right, right, yeah right. and I was like man I, I love this actor mm -hmm. but like as the Joker, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. Yeah. but then, like you were saying, that first trailer comes out, yeah. and he's walking with a Tommy gun. He's like, "Come on, hit come me!" On, yeah, and I'm on, like, yeah. Yeah. "Oh shit, <laughs> yeah. this is going to be yeah. different." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was so so impressed. And I think from that point on, I was 100% on board. 
all the viral marketing, I ate it up. All yeah. the stuff that they mm -hmm. made that they shot with like Anthony Michael Hall and, um, and Aaron Eckhart, yeah. like everything that they did mm -hmm. to sort of build up the anticipation. I mean, it was monumental. I think mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. the biggest viral marketing I had seen for a movie up to that point, because mm -hmm. like we just talked about, yeah. not very mo many movies had embraced that. It was really cool. I saw it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, the week that it came out on Tuesday, they had a secret screening. I went to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I worked at a movie theater. I saw back-to-back -back employee screenings the next night. Wow. I went to the midnight showing on wow. Thursday. Friday, I didn't work, so I went to the theater and I watched it like tw <laughs> two times or three times in one day. Wow. And then every time I worked in the projection booth, I just had the movie running, all the volume. Like, I was obsessed <laughs> with that movie. You still are, man. I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. And well, what a perfect time for you to be working at a movie theater. It was. Too, it yeah. was. I, I feel like I had like the great privilege of working in a movie theater in the greatest era of like yeah. movies. Yeah. All the Tarantino stuff that was coming out, the Marvel sure. movies, all that stuff. Yeah. And also, I think this movie did something huge by incorporating IMAX. Yes. Mm -hmm. It created sure. such a mm -hmm. big sort of yeah. movie theater, movie going experience. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that Christopher Nolan has, ever since that movie, built on that and done mm -hmm. more and more right, and more right, IMAX. Right, right. I wish more movies would do it. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's such an incredible movie. And you know, it's so funny when you look back now, there's so many people nowadays who are like, ah, Dark Knight Trilogy is not that good. I'm like, shut no, up. No, get, get out, out of here. I think, I think the no, most no. underrated one is The Dark Knight Rises. I think so. I think that's like, the I most, like that's the least watched by yeah. people. And yeah. it's like, you go back and watch that and there's some amazing sequences yes. in that. Yeah. There's of course it has moments. its problems. Sure. But sure. there are elements of that movie yeah. that I'm like, man, when Batman like shows yeah. up for the first time after eight years, yeah. you're yeah, like, it's great. this is dope. He's being chased by the cops through it's Gotham. Great. Like this, yeah. There's great yeah, moments great, in it. Yeah. For me, that third movie, it ended up pulling from one of my favorite story arcs. It's mm -hmm. the, uh, no Man's Land. No Man's Land. Yeah. Yeah. I love that story arc. It was one of the first Batman stories I was following back when the comics were coming mm -hmm. out at the yeah. time. And to just have elements of that peppered into the movie uh, yeah, it's was like, cool. cool, you read stuff that I read and you decided to incorporate it into this. That just... I give the movie a lot of slack, but totally. a lot of lot of slack for that. Yeah. yeah, and I've been going back. I have the the collector's edition, and it has like uh, it has a bunch of special features, but it has mm -hmm. a really good seventy five minute documentary about the making of the whole trilogy. Mm -hmm. Really, really good insight into like Christopher Nolan's sort of approach to not just Batman, but all of the characters. Why mm -hmm. it was important to take a very Superman the movie approach by casting somewhat of an unknown actor in Christian mm -hmm. Bale, but then surrounding him with mm -hmm. very Morgan much like what Freeman. Donner did with yeah. Superman. Yeah. Yep. There's Gary even a great Oldman. there's even a great conversation with Christopher Nolan and Richard Donner oh, talking great. about both oh, movies. That's so cool. It was really, wow. really cool. And then it incorporates also all the IMAX footage mm -hmm. and going back and rewatching that and like I don't know. There's just something about seeing that footage and seeing mm -hmm. how this director was really from a technical standpoint, also from a creative standpoint, trying mm -hmm. to push this genre into something new yeah. mm -hmm. and then to have other movies come out like Iron Man and you know just yeah. everything after that to sort of help yeah. Yeah. carry this new era of comic book movies into something special is great and I think uh, it's awesome I think a lot of times we need to go back and rewatch these things and yeah. really appreciate what those movies Man, are trying to do I want to watch them now again yeah. too. <laughs> They're great are we going to do a screening Mar marathon at oh, your, we're gonna, at your we're house sector yeah, marathon at your house do, I, would do, I would do a marathon of a full day oh, Hector's a marathoner. three movies let's do it I am they're great they're three great movies Yeah, I would show up for that 
Yeah. I Brings just wish I just wish Christopher Nolan didn't shit Ooh. on 3D every chance he got. That's the only thing. Like, I wish he was also like, oh, 3D is also cool. That's the only thing. Sure. Even if he didn't yeah. do it for his own movies, like that's the only thing because like so many people listen to him. Yeah. 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 He's like, 3D is actually terrible. Everyone's like, yeah. I'm like, fuck, no. Sure. <laughs> oh, I mean, shit. you know, everyone has their opinion. 3D doesn't about work it. for me. I think my eyes are a little too far apart. <laughs> what? Gabriel, you're coming yeah, yeah. over. <laughs> we'll I, I we'll understand. Right. We'll do it right. There's a couple that have worked for me, but in general, I'm like, sorry, man. Spider Man Homecoming. 3D at my places. Whoa, right. that's right. <laughs> uh, okay. Speaking of Spider-Man Homecoming 3D, let's talk about a non-Spider-Man Spider-Man movie. Uh, what? Venom. Really? What's that? Huh? What? So we were in Hall H for this Venom panel. Um, Naeem was with us. Naeem told us. I still have not rewatched this, so I don't know. Naeem but says... But I, you know, Naeem has no reason to lie to us. <laughs> Naeem told us it's the same trailer that we saw at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, no, hang on, no. Harry, that's two. <laughs> oh, is Harry still keeping oh, yeah, it up? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Eh, he's, try, he's keeping it reserved, but that's two, homie. <laughs> that's two. <laughs> is this, he just Uber. pokes at you guys? Did you, just, did, yeah, was that, comment really, was that comment really necessary? Spoken? So that's two. That's if you're two. three, we will be banned. <laughs> <laughs> we got positive. our boy Uber in the chat. That's right, that's right. And, and right. Ronan and Nathan. Um, so this trailer. Ooh, that one over there was almost going to make me go three. You're pushing it, buddy. So this trailer, how, how did we... Well, should we just watch it and then we'll let's, talk about let's it? Just let's watch, watch, it. watch it. Let's watch it. Okay. Let's Lucas, just watch are we ready for this? Watch it. God help us. Okay, All right, here we go. I'm going to go back and see Fallout in 3D. We are Venom. Oh, the trailer before the trailer. Yeah. Yes. Gotta love it. <laughs> I'm Eddie Brock. I'm a reporter. I always seem to find myself questioning something the government may not be looking at. I found something really bad. And I have been... Eddie. Who's that bad? Who's that bad? Taken. Look around at the world. What do you see? A planet on the brink of collapse. Human beings... San Francisco. ...are disposable. Man and symbiote combined. This is a new race, a new species. A higher life form. What do you want from me? You will find out. I'm so sorry. We cannot just hurt people. Sounds a lot better than the Comic Con version. It's not completely awful. You have no idea how much you're scaring me right now. Eddie, cooperate. And you just might survive. Guys, you do not want to do this, trust me. Giant leaps will always come. At a cost. I remember that 
stuff at the beginning of the trailer with that like, kind of bike and stuff. Both your arms and then both of your legs and then we will eat your face right off your head. You will be this armless, legless, faceless thing, won't you? Rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. What the hell are you? Like a turd in the wind. We are Venom. Oh, I have a parasite. Yeah. Name is Chen. We had other stuff. It was with that. Her in the that, that. That's, that's how. Yeah. That's how it started. Yeah. yeah so they basically yeah, took. I, th I think the version we saw was like three and a half, three, three and a half minutes. It was a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. So they took. It looks like they chopped stuff up from the beginning, mm -hmm. replaced it with some more of like I meant. Because again, Brock, this is who I am. exactly. Yeah, because I'm that trailer is for the Comic Con audience. Those people yeah. who are there, they know who this character They're is. They're there for, for the general audience. Yeah. It makes sense to replace that with like, I'm Eddie Brock. I'm a reporter. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what I'm doing. Intro. Exactly. Exactly. Right, right, right. Uh, a little bit I more exposition. I would say that the visual effects do look better than what we saw at the Comic Con. I remember watching that Comic Con trailer and going, "Yikes! Yeah, <laughs> a little rough. Little I don't rough." Know what they? I mean, it's a small screen. We're st right. We're yeah. staying away from. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what they. If they like improved anything. Some of the stuff looks awesome. Venom yeah. looks fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. He looks like he does from the comics without the white spider. Sure. He says things from the comics. Somebody pointed out that mm -hmm. little like side by side with yeah. like, look at the lungs, pancreas. Yeah, liver. that does. Yeah. That's nice. from, a, yeah. from that's from a Venom yeah. comic. Right. And then other times when like the symbiote was on that like uh, patient or whatever, mm -hmm. it looked very CG mm -hmm. with like that fake mm -hmm. shadow that's underneath mm -hmm. the thing. So right. it's kind of like, all right, sometimes it looks pretty cool, and other times you know our brain is it's telling us that's that's fake, that's yeah. computer generated because mm -hmm. that's not real. Right. Uh, <laughs> at no point will we be like, oh shit! Well, how do they get that goo to do that? That's, it's <laughs> no. all CG stuff. No, so it's yeah. all CG I mean, goo. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm. Not, so this isn't the dumpster fire that I thought it was going to be. Yeah, uh, it looks better than I anticipated, but yeah. at the same time, I'm still not super excited for this. Like even uh, even seeing the improvements that they've made so far, mm -hmm. uh, I'm still gonna watch it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna see it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm apprehensive about Absolutely. it. I mean, I, as a Absolutely. fan of the character, yeah. I mean, I know all of the things this movie can't do mm -hmm. because of contracts and everything. Right, of right, right, all right, of right, this right. Stuff. So I've, I've let go of all of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, that said, again, like, like like with any character, that getting them getting them their own movie, we all have the image of the character in our brains, the way that we read them in the books or saw mm -hmm. them in the cartoons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's always that little bit of like, is this isn't quite my interpretation of the character, but mm -hmm. maybe they'll do something with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I hoping mean, that yeah. I'm, that I'm hoping that I'm absolutely wrong. Yeah. And then oh, yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah. the theater going, yes. Oh my God. Yeah. They, I mean, yes, there's nothing, there's nothing in that trailer that makes like, that would make me go like, Nope. Yeah, not gonna see it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, at watching that trailer, I'm like, I feel like they they might have found the formula to make this thing work. How do you make a Venom movie work without Spider-Man? Is it just turns into like that body horror, like yes. you know, where mm -hmm. you're taking over, guys? You don't want to do this. And yeah. then if we show Eddie Brock really beat down, just beat mm -hmm. beat down by life, and then he gets this power and he just takes it out on these guys that were trying mm -hmm. to kill him or whatever, and it's like a fun escapism mm -hmm. thing for the audience. Mm -hmm. It's gonna work. It could work. Yeah, I mean, the symbiotes is an idea work. Really work well as a horror thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like if they just yeah. made a movie called yeah. Symbiotes and yes, you right. know, and then you it's go. like a backdoor Venom Venom movie or something. Yeah. That might have, I don't know, maybe that would have. But yeah. obviously, Venom's a name thing. Right, yeah. right, right, right. But like, yeah, the core idea of the symbiote, it's a great storytelling tool. Yeah. Absolutely, agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and then like <clears throat> you know, Ruben Fleischer for me mostly like I I've seen Gangster Squad and wasn't crazy about it, but I really like Zombieland. And obviously, this is a very different type of movie, mm -hmm. but it still embraces sort of that horror element. And I like that it has sort of like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde mm -hmm. element mm -hmm. to it, mm -hmm. you know, especially when when the symbiote like is outside of his body and he's talking right. to it. Classic yeah. formula. Yeah, yeah like mm -hmm. that. I, I like all that s sort of stuff. But yeah, I think for me, it's a little bit more of like 
being somebody who loves the Spider-Man cartoons, didn't really read too much Venom in the comics, but mm-hmm. really knows Venom from the from Spider-Man cartoons and like mm-hmm. video games and all that sort of stuff. I love the relationship he has with Spider-Man Peter Parker. Yeah, so I think for me, I love Tom Hardy. And I and I and I appreciate the fact that we can actually finally understand what he's saying in this trailer. Because <laughs> yeah. in the previous ones, I feel like I couldn't understand shit. And in yeah. the Comic Con when we saw it in Hall H, couldn't understand a thing. Nothing. Literally Nothing. not. The fact that I can understand what he's saying in these trailers, yeah. this trailer in particular, thank God. I appreciate it. It may have been too loud. In it, yeah, I think, I, think I think that's what it was. Too it was too much bass. They were just, bass. It was all bass. I, I couldn't hear anything but grumbling. That's all you could hear. Yeah. So all that stuff aside, the fact that yes, it's unfortunate that Spider Man can't be in it. At least from what I'm seeing from this trailer, I'm starting to become more and more invested in sort of like, okay, what is this take on Eddie on Eddie Brock? Yeah. How does Riz Ahmed's yeah. character play into it? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we see him covered in one of the symbiotes. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting and fun. Will it lead to Carnage? What other you know, we know Riot is one of the characters, mm-hmm. the villains Riot in this movie. Is the villain, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Riot. No, only, don't. <laughs> only other symbiote character I know anything about is Carnage. Yeah. So I'm waiting to sort of see like, all right, well, we still haven't seen who Woody Harrelson is in this movie. Mm. So there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah. So I'm still sort of intrigued by what this movie could be. It's, we're really not going to know what this movie truly is in, uh, until it comes out in October, and right. we're so close to it that you know, yeah. I'll be there. We're all going to watch it, it anyway. Yes. Watch it, yes, and I'm hope. Like I said, I'm going to say it again. I hope I'm absolutely wrong. Yeah. Well, I think that's my big thing. Is like if I'm going into it with low expectations and it's up being great, then yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ended up. I ended up walking on this movie, kind of winning. Yeah, exactly. Because right. the movie convinced exactly. me, like, no, this, this is a great story. I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Yep. We'll see. Um, last thing we're going to talk about, Hector, you got to you got a chance to watch this movie. Teen Titans, yeah, boy. go to the movies. That's right. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, you guys. <laughs> I had such a great time. It was so funny. It did a little bit of... Um, I don't want to give anything away. It, we know what the premise is, right? We've right. seen yeah. the trailer. We they, know go the the movies, yeah. they go to the movies. They go to the movies. The premise, which I think is so brilliant and meta, is the Teen Titans have not had a movie made of them yet. Yeah. And as a DC Comics fan, like I'm like... Damn, that shit is true, and that <laughs> yeah, that bums me out. Uh, you know, and they and they definitely it's it's Warner Brothers and DC poking fun at itself, like Lego right, Batman, right, right, which right, is right. like always more than welcome. Like yeah. we need more of that. Yeah. Um. And uh, those characters, man, those five characters. I haven't been really watching Teen Titans Go, the TV I show, have. the cartoon show. You have. Mm-hmm. I haven't been watching it. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not one of these people that's like, it, it, they ruined it. I'm like, I'm all for it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I've just been show. watching other stuff. I just yeah. binge watched. Um, uh, Cartoon Network show OKKO OK Let's Be Heroes. That's a good one. All too. of season one of that. I really dug it. Um, so I'm down good. to like get into it. But what I loved about this is like it reminded me. It's like remember when the Ninja Turtles animated movie came out in 2007? Mm-hmm. TNT. Yeah. And we were like, oh, boy, let's go see it. You sit down in the theater and you're like, I'm watching a Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. Holy shit! And you have like a great time. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, Oh yeah, th- uh, these are the Teen Titans. I love them. <laughs> like Greg Sipes as Beast Boy is so. That character is just so that fusion of Greg Sipes and Beast Boy has become yeah. so perfect and so it, like it, synonymous with itself. I think that, he's like, the perfect Beast Boy. No he joke. is, yeah. and, yeah. and Beast Boy is him. Yeah, and yeah. He, and like every line he delivers is funny just because he's funny. Because like because Greg Sipes is funny, mm-hmm. and the way he mm-hmm. says it is funny, even if he's not doing a funny line. And like Robin is great, and Cyborg, 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 C- Carrie mm-hmm. Payton is. Uh, like hilarious he's mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. uh i love um tara strong as as uh raven mm-hmm. um and then uh the actress who plays starfire does such, Walsh. yeah yeah Walsh. yes there you uh go. There you go. like, like is so like just but these characters have become so like 
these version these characters are are sort of like distilled down to their kind of essences versions of the characters again kind of like Lego Batman you watch mm-hmm. that and it seems really silly and then they get into some stuff about Batman where you're like oh yeah this is some psychology of Bruce Wayne <laughs> that is for real I heard they hasn't get into been explored it, like, in real? any movie uh-huh. yet so I wouldn't say that it goes that deep but it does it is obviously made by people that love these characters and love the world mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. as the show Teen Titans Go is mm-hmm. done. Yeah. There's jokes that are callbacks to Teen Titans Go that I know because mm-hmm. I've seen certain clips where like when Batman and Commissioner Gordon have a sleepover yeah. and like they do <laughs> yeah. they do a little yeah. like they do like a fist bump thing. Yeah, like yeah, give me like they kind of do like something like this or whatever. <laughs> and like in the movie, really quickly they yeah. do that. So you're yeah. like, oh, that's from the show. Um, yeah, man, I really, really, really liked it, and uh, and all the post credit shit was great, and there's great cameos <laughs> in it. And you remember when I ran into Michael Uslan at Comic Con? That's right. Yeah. Batman producer extraordinaire mm-hmm. was in the mm-hmm. elevator talking to some other guy oh, nice. who didn't know who he was, but I immediately was like, "Holy shit, this is Batman producer Michael Usain." Oh, yeah. And as we we're leaving, I'm like, "Hey, I just want to say I just saw Batman Ninja," mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, what'd you think?" And he and I was like, "It was crazy." And he goes, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Just you know, congratulations," and just to go to show you can do Batman and other things. Yeah. And he told yeah. me then he goes, "Wait till you see Teen Titans go to the mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. We got a cameo that is." And I'm like, oh, is it Nicolas Cage's Superman? He was like, better than that. Is mm-hmm. he, you know, and and uh-huh. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but like, did it live up good. to it? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, like after the after the movie, I was like, oh, I think he was talking about that thing, yeah, which is yeah, really yeah. great. And there's some great post like post credits, mid credits stuff, um, and they make fun of the challengers of the unknown. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> I, I gotta spoil that. Uh, as we're walking out of the movie, this is what I love about these movies is that we're walking out and like my girlfriend Abby was like, who were the challengers of the unknown? <laughs> I'm like, great, I get to tell you about a very <laughs> obscure yep. DC Comics yep. property because like they were like a great like uh, bit in the movie. Yeah. So all in all, I would say go see it. And if you if you do get a chance, I mean, I went at, at 7.30 at night, 7.20, mm-hmm. still like group, like families with kids mm-hmm. and watching kids watch a movie is mm-hmm. hilarious because yeah. they laugh anytime a butt is shown yeah. in the movie. <laughs> and like, I do too. And sure. as an adult, I'm laughing at like all of the in-jokes and references mm-hmm. and yeah. just like, holy shit. Like they're referencing like Superman the movie. They're referencing mm-hmm. um, just everything and, er- yeah. and anything uh, yeah. that's like DC and... Um, and and uh, 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 I'll tell you this too. We know that Nicolas Cage voices Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at one point, something happens that's like a cheesy joke or whatever. And and Nick Cage as Superman goes, oh, "Somebody save me!" All right, let's get out of here. And, and Abby that's turned awesome. to me. She's like, "That's from Smallville." And I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's really cool." So that's, that's what awesome. the movie is. You know what you're getting when you when you go see it. And uh, yeah, now I'm like excited to go and like do every episode Watch of the, the show. show. Yeah. And um, a thing I really really liked is at the very 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 end, it said continued on Cartoon Network because the show's going to keep going. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's awesome. Was and that you? Was that you, Gabriel? <laughs> oh, putting that in? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Mean, <laughs> I, I do like collecting a paycheck. So yeah. we're going to keep making... We are, uh, we, are, we are in season five right yeah. now. And yeah. I think this, this was not... The, there's an episode airing in a couple of weeks that is a follow-up to the movie. Very cool. Straight don't, up. Very like, cool. Like, if you don't want spoilers, try not to find yeah. out what the title is gotcha. for that episode. That's awesome. Gotcha. Just how, but, like, when the Simpsons movie came out, the first episode of the Simpsons TV show back from from the summer mm-hmm. where that movie had come out, mm-hmm. the opening credits was like the fallout of Springfield <laughs> after the events <laughs> yeah, of the movie. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, yeah, great. That's like, what it is. That kind of shit yeah, is really yeah. cool. Um, 
Yeah, there's a great short in front of it that's like uh, DC Superhero Girls. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was directed uh-huh. by Lauren Faust, yep. uh-huh. who she, she's from My Little Pony mm-hmm. fame. Yeah. So that was awesome, a little short in, in That's the, in, that's in the intro that. for the new DC Superhero Girls series that we're working on. That's oh, nice. awesome. So, oh, that's, so you're working on that one too? Yes. yes. Nice. That's, that's right. going to be a new series. I, I don't know when it's going to be released. Gotcha, gotcha, um, yeah. But that was that was us being like, hey, we're putting out a movie. We should put a short in front of that. I love going to an animated movie and having a short in front of it. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Incredibles, Pixar, Disney, all that shit's great. And then Warner Brothers even, I think they premiered their first time for the new Warner Brothers animation logo, which has Daffy Duck voiced by Eric Bauza. And it was like, it made me so happy because it's like (laughs) Daffy. It's like old school, like 1930s or 40s Daffy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and it's like WB animation and you're just like, Fuck yeah, man. Like, this is <laughs> great. great. Yep. This is great. So that was cool to see that logo, too. So, yeah. yeah. So, Gabriel, what can you tell us? So you, you were you, so you're involved through seasons one and two of Teen Titans Go, right? Uh, I'm sorry. So, one through four. Uh, so, uh, right now, uh, I started working on them in the middle of season four. Oh, season oh, four. Okay. So season okay. four. Okay. I mean, so season shows, four on. Yeah, season four up until Gotcha. Her, yes. So um, when when did they did they pull talent straight from the show to work on this movie or did they did they Yeah, like, how does that work? Yeah, how did um, what can you it tell was us? Well, it yeah. was a little bit of both. I yeah. mean, yeah. The, obviously if you look at the credits, um, Peter, Peggy, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of yes, a lot of the, the core show crew also worked on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on top of that we did have to to get to get our release date, we had to farm out a lot of the animation, a lot mm-hmm. of that work to additional studios. If you mm-hmm. look at the credits, there are a lot of animation studios listed yeah. on that. Yeah. They all yeah. did a great job. We were, you know, we got it out. We yeah. got it done. Um, <laughs> the the That's the, the I worked on the movie in the extent that I work on these things. The rest of the crew busted their tail. Sure, yeah. sure. And worked as hard as possible to make mm-hmm. the best movie that could be made. Yeah. And uh, I think it's showing. Right. Certainly people are having a very positive response Were to it. Were you ever Absolutely. in the writer's room, like, writing the nope. butt joke? Dang. Did you just have I, your, window, uh, your ear to the door? <laughs> look, man, I, I heard about things after they were written and uh, whatnot. Yeah, okay, um, okay. I am at the very end of the process. Gotcha. So. It feels like every major animated movie that's released it has to have like a fart or poop joke oh, yeah. you know we see it in the trailer and it always seems like pretty like lowbrow and kind of like oh boy okay to try to get the kids to laugh yeah. but Teen Titans Go to the Movies has like very smart and funny fart jokes and poop <laughs> jokes like they're very good that as we're watching again Abby turned uh-huh. to me she's like that's a good fart joke I'm like yeah <laughs> like, if the, I don't know if it's like a studio uh-huh. mandate or something like, it almost feels like that sometimes or like it's a kids movie there's gotta be fart jokes yeah. in there and poopy the, jokes and the that's kids, what kids do like. love those kind of jokes of course they yeah. do of course. I, so, saw, I saw the kids right. cracking up right. when the, when the, when the balloon and thing we, was farting and was when great. we were kids we loved them too Absolutely. I, I still love them so um, yeah. yeah I mean, only when they're done well do I appreciate it when they're done bad I'm like that's stupid, but yeah. <laughs> and, and we try not to do the bad. Yeah. Or the, yeah. They, yeah. Funny. Um, how much time have you, how much, so, like, how long has this movie been in production? Mm. Like, what is that well, process like? It was a very, very uh, compressed process. I think they announced, they announced it about a year ago. Mm-hmm. We had been working on it for a, about that long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was a very compressed schedule. So right when you came uh, on, then they were yeah, like, just right let's, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Part of that is like, again, using different animation yes. studios yes. to yeah. help right. with that. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely, it was a strategic plan. Like we mm-hmm. want to do this. We want to put out this movie. How do we, how do we, how do we do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to get into too much more of that. I don't know how much in, inside baseball sure, I'm allowed sure, to talk sure, about. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But everybody busted their ass. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. And it, like they pulled it off. So yeah. we've been very pleased with the certainly like I've been pleased with like the critical response I've been really happy with. I saw cool. um, yeah. a couple of 
the YouTubers that the other YouTubers I paid attention to mm -hmm. put out videos in the past couple of days responding to it. I was really <laughs> excited to see their responses. Great. That's yeah. great. Um, so yeah. Is there, is there anything else that you're working on that you are allowed to talk about? No. <laughs> I did. I did. Cool, cool, cool. There is, there is the, the, like, the one real. I did want to bring up at least a, a quick story yeah, about yeah, working at War Animation. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you brought up Batman Ninja. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, if you guys haven't seen, go see it. Uh, pick <laughs> it up. Adam has it. I borrowed Adam's copy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Would you that, recommend seeing the Japanese version or the American, like, s like uh, uh, dubbed the dub, the dub version? The dub? Yeah. Well, he, here's here's the story, and I'll make it I'll make kind of quick. Yeah. Um, because of the department I work in at Warner's, um, somebody had to be the first person in America to see that. <laughs> and that was you? <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm, if not the first, one of the first people, because the, the file came in from Japan, and somebody had to watch it down to make sure yeah. that we could yeah. give it to it, could give it to the writers who were going to do this, the dub and get it all yeah. distributed and make sure yeah. that the, the, our executives can watch an actual finished, complete, workable file. Mm -hmm. So somebody mm -hmm. had to watch it all down. Do you speak to. Japanese? I do not. Okay, great. <laughs> so you watch it in Japanese. No subtitles. No subtitles. <laughs> trying to piece together yes. that story. What's so going again, on? anybody who has seen that movie, imagine seeing it without context uh -huh. in Japanese. Japanese in Japanese, language you don't understand. Just you know, by myself in the in my in my even, office, even and Gabriel, just even yeah. with the context, it's already kind of bonkers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine oh, yeah. without context of like the, understanding what the characters are saying as the story moves from point to point, right. you're probably yeah. just like, what? <laughs> but here's the thing about that movie: yeah. even without the dialogue, I could basically piece the movie together. Sure, There's sure. like okay. two scenes in that movie that I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah. So when I rewatched it with, with, the, with the final dub, I'm like, yeah. cool, thank you for explaining that. Yeah. Got it, got it. But mm. that was a really cool moment working <laughs> at the company. That's great. Just That's great. experiencing that, that watching real it. movie? No, like I watched it going like, the world is not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it if it still is. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I yeah. heard the, the dubbed version, and mm -hmm. my takeaway was everybody did a great job. Tony Hale as the yeah. Joker. Like like blew me away. Tony Hale from like Arrested Development, yeah. somebody, somebody who and from like Veep, somebody yep. who I don't think people think of as like a even a voiceover mm -hmm. actor. Mm -hmm. Like, did yeah. the Joker crushed it? Yeah, Cru yes. And the Joker is like the toughest role to sort of take mm -hmm. on. You've got sure. your Gorilla Grods, you've got your Batmans and your mm -hmm. Alfreds and mm -hmm. things that you kind of know what they should sound like. Yeah. The Joker's always one where it's like, all right, man, it's either gonna be amazing or you know. Yeah. Like we're all comparing you to Mark Hamill, right? And this, right. he crushed it. So yeah. if you do get a chance to listen to that, mm -hmm. yes, that's Tony. I, mean, Hill. I I have obviously I saw it in Japanese. I saw it, I saw the 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 dub. I haven't watched the sub version because mm -hmm. um, okay. there is some difference between the two. Yeah, right. in terms of, of the way the story and the dialogue yeah. plays yeah. out. Translation, again, yeah. It was an adaptation to make it work for a Western audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the voice cast on that is great. It's really yeah. good. Cool. Yeah. So since there's nothing you can tell us that you're working on, can you at least tell us if there's something we, that we are going to be excited? <laughs> like, are we going to be excited for the stuff that you're working on in the future? Yes. How many, how many <laughs> different right. projects right. are you working on as an editor at Warner Brothers Animation? Uh, in my department, again, uh, just so people know, what I do yeah. is I, I'm an assistant editor in my department. I usually spend most of my time doing final QC and delivery. Final QC and delivery. So I come delivery. in okay. at the very end of the process. Yeah. So yeah. literally every project kind of goes yes. through yeah. the I, I watch every single cartoon and every single DTV we do. That's cool. Um, thank the you. best yes. job That's ever. Great. It's a really great job. I love it. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't mean is, to brag. Is, th is Thundercats you guys? Yeah. The new uh -huh. Thundercats? Yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm excited because I, I and I love how the the showrunner of Thundercats is married to the showrunner of She-Ra, and it's like <laughs> I'm so They're like stoked about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but She-Ra, uh, that's DreamWorks and Netflix. That's Netflix. Yeah, that's Netflix. I think okay, it might cool. be DreamWorks. I'm not okay. Apparently, yeah, it's I'm, def that, that one's not us. But okay, I'm Thundercats looking forward to Thundercats. Us. No, I uh, currently sixteen different animated series in yeah. production. Yeah, and wow. On any, any given, I mean, a number of those are not to my part of the process yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but 
th- all of that stuff is going on at, at Warner wow. Animation right all now. All at once. Wow. That's um, awesome. And I'll, you know, last week I ended up working on 13 different episodes, and this week yeah. I think it was five or six. Yeah. It, it varies a little bit, but nice. like there's... And not to mention animated s- other, pro- other projects, like right. films yeah, yeah. and different the DT- things. I also work on all the DTVs. The DTV, so. direct-to-video um, is what that stands um, for. <laughs> any, of this, any of the archival stuff? Uh, mm. Not, not that particularly. That's okay. a separate. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I would have loved to have gotten my hands. I'm on like, Batman how does that Batman the Animated Series know, look like, in what HD? Can we well, do? Here's, here's what I will say. Um, I don't know how many people have seen the the, the restoration of uh, Sub Zero. Ooh, I have not yet because they did put that on a Blu-ray, yes. right? Yes, that just and it came comes out. in that Ultimate box set. Yeah, it will be in, with yes. Phantasm. Um, Sub Zero looked at, like when I saw it in, <sighs> in our in our in our transfer, which is obviously like primo. Yeah, it looks. Gorgeous. Dude, <laughs> so Yo, I can't wait for that DC um, Universe thing to come out so that we can yeah. start doing like know. you know streaming. The beta stuff. should be here yeah. very yeah. soon. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to get that hookup. I, I imagine they <laughs> have on, to give it to me. They'll have to give it to me. Come on, please get give me more. a hookup. Get I know. That's really no. That that's that's awesome. Yeah, because I, I think like I think a lot of people look at we're so sort of plugged into the industry and, mm-hmm. and all the different departments and all the different subdivisions of all these mm-hmm. companies. Right, right. I think people look at animation and it's like, well, it's Warner Brothers doing it. But it's like, but it's a very separate yeah. pocket. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the same thing with like DC stuff and DC anime. Mm-hmm. Like, right, it's, right, it's right. all different departments. And it's oh, a big company. Guys of our generation, uh, guys and gals have been saying f- since we've been little kids, yeah. let the animation people do live action exactly. movie stuff. <laughs> and that's not how it works as much as sometimes we wish it to be right, the case. Right, right, but right. at least they let Teen Titans go to the movies happen, which <laughs> yeah. was awesome. You can yeah, go to the movies uh-huh, and see uh-huh. some great stuff. Yep. Yeah. Please yeah. go to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's what's so cool about you know Warner Brothers sort of being the owner of all of this stuff is you can do Dude. BVS, Justice Dude. League, Shazam, mm-hmm. Teen Titans go to the movies, Bro. Lego Batman movie. When you see Teen Titans go to the movies, you will be like, Damn, Warner Brothers got some cool shit in this yeah. movie that you would not expect. <laughs> not just like references and things, yeah, but yeah. things where you're like, okay, all yeah. right. Because yeah. it's, yeah. you know, it's Warner Brothers. That's awesome. No, yeah, that's super that. cool. Uh, guys, before we go, I just want to give a shout out to the people who tipped using the super chat. Forensic Chick, 499 tip. Thank you so much. Hey, from Pennsylvania. Uh, great job on the Schmodown last week, Adam. Can't wait to see you take on Kalinowski. Yo. Bring the inner geekdom back home to Hyper. Yo. Nice. Uh, nice. David G, thank you so much for the $5 tip. You guys are great. Keep it up. Uber Baldy, $2 tip. Poop. Thanks, Super Baldy. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Bad poop, Wobot, poop. Good job. $5 tip. Thank you so much. Trying to think of a question. You guys always cover it all. Always really enjoy our commentary. I guess, what are your number one superheroes and why? Spider-Man. Oh, Just check my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Superman. Always and forever yeah. because he's the best. Yeah. Even though I work for Warner Brothers, Spider-Man. There we go. There you go. And uh, you know I'm a Wolverine guy. That's so. right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. excellent. Uh, Gabe, thank you so much Ooh, for thanks. coming on yeah, and talking. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Nice. We'd love to have you back. Can we watch this Iron Man thing before we leave? Can we make that <laughs> You want to watch this Iron Man thing? Hell yeah. Okay, we'll watch it Hell just yeah. for you, Hector. Just Please. Should I go grab you some 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 tissues or something? Are you going to be crying? Are you, you know what's funny is uh, what's messed up is um, you guys have seen uh, Adam. I don't think you've seen Avatar: The Last Airbender yet. No, Gabriel, have you seen Avatar: The Last Airbender? From and Cora, yeah. And Cora. Okay. okay, he's caught. I was t- I was thinking about it today it at called, work. Andrew? It's uh, let me pull it up right now. It it's is called um, I am Iron Man. Hmm. Top screen. Two different words. Top screen at the end. I am Iron Man. Top screen, and it will be I a video. Where oh, and this is going to be spoilers, obviously, for like the MCU, like all the movies up to this point. That's that top video. Yeah, that's the one. Wait, Lucas, are you ready? Okay, Lucas. Okay, Okay, here we go. Here we go, guys. Let's track this from the beginning. Tony Stark, visionary, genius, American patriot. Is it better to be feared or respected? 
I say. Is it too much to ask for both? That is your legacy, Star. Your life's work in the hands of those murderers. Is that how you want to go out? I shouldn't be alive. Is this the last act of defiance of the great Tony Stark? Unless it was for a reason. Or are you going to do something I about it? Do anything that can kill me. You. Either way, and if they don't, I'll probably be dead in a week. You're not the guy to make the sacrifice play. To lay down on a wire and let the other guy crawl over you. Jarvis? Don't waste it. Don't waste your life. Don't leave me, buddy. I, I, I'm just not the, the hero type, clearly. What do you remember about your dad, huh? He was cold. He was calculating. He never told me he loved me. He never even told me he liked me. So it's a little tough for me to digest when you're telling me he said the whole future was riding on me and he's passing it down. I don't get that. Stark. You know, that's a one-way trip. I just finally know what I have to do. And I know in my heart that it's right. Tony! Nothing's been the same since New York. I can't sleep. You experience things. <laughs> and then they're over and you still can't explain them? Gods, aliens, other dimensions. I'm just a man in a can. So you're a man who has everything. I, I don't have anything. Threat is imminent, and I have to protect the one thing that I can't live without. That's you. Last night, I dreamt. We had a kid. Oh, Mr. Parker. So real. What are you doing? Hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Peter. Do you know that I was the only one who believed in you? Everyone else said I was crazy to recruit a 14-year-old kid. I just, I just wanted to be like you. Nice work, kid. <laughs> What if somebody had died tonight? Different story, right? Because that's on you. And if you died, Stark, I think that's on me. I don't feel so good. You're all right. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. And what do you say to your other nickname, the Merchant of Death? Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off. What are you? I'm the man who killed the Avengers. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Sir, please. Because me. Ben and I were doing research. That would affect the team. That would end the team. Isn't that the mission? Isn't that the why we fight? So we can end the fight so we get to go home? You think you fight for us? Protection. The only thing you really fight for is yourself. Is fight for yourself. I'm doing what has to be done to stave off something worse. He's my friend. So was I. This isn't going to change what happened. I don't care. He killed me. One day you'll figure this out. And when you do, you will change the world. What is and always will be my greatest creation is you. We create our own demons. And so, my journey had reached its end. I am Iron Man. It's really good. How good it's is crazy, that? Right? How good uh, is that? Putting it all into context like that just yeah. it, it it really makes you feel bad for this guy, but also <laughs> admire him for everything that he's he's been beat up and he's still Iron Man. Well, mm -hmm. I think that's the interesting thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is because we have so many movies and we don't mm -hmm. spend every movie with these characters. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll have an Iron movie, Iron Man movie come out in two thousand eight. 
2010, 2013. Yep. He's sprinkled in, obviously, in, in Avenger movies, cameos in other movies. But it's not until you sit down and you watch a five-minute video like this yeah. mm -hmm. that really shows you the traje trajectory of the character of where he yeah. was, yeah. where he, you know, he, he had to sort of overcome all these obstacles and right. sort of where it ended up where his story ends up yeah. and, and how it so affects much, the other characters around there's him. There's so much crazy, like impressive foreshadowing or yeah. that's just writers of future movies looking back on Iron Man 1 and Let's, 2 yeah. and like, oh, actually, I like that line. Let's mm -hmm. bring this forward. Mm -hmm. The Spider-Man homecoming Let's moment. Let's this off. If you yeah. die, that's on me. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah. And then it they happens. show it to you, and yeah. you see it, and and then that just makes you feel for Tony. You're just reminded. You're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh fuck, yeah. this it's guy's been brutal. through a lot. Yeah. He's got some PTSD going on. Because he's been there on, since like, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. is the beginning. Cap. He is the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Gabriel, how was that editing wise? Oh, I mean, that is that shows you the power of editing. That's, right. that's cool. That's, that's what go. that is. Cool. That's that's context. That's putting things together that you didn't see before, and then of course mm -hmm. laying down music mm -hmm. like that. Well, yeah. obviously, yeah. of course, that of comes course, from. the music <laughs> definitely <laughs> is a big part of it. Because it is very, so. it is very easy to sort of see something like that and put Avengers style music to it, and you're yeah. like, this is fun. But yeah. you yeah. get that, and it gives you a lot more emotional context. Yeah. And, you're right. like, and I think yeah. uh, it, it, something about like just the flip of that was the the the. The Godzilla trailer from last week. Mm -hmm. Just yes. the choice of music in that. Again, right. Claire de Lune. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is a track I love. And to see that under that particular trailer was just like, yeah. that is an editorial choice. Yep. Very, mm -hmm. very strong. Mm -hmm. Very so. strong choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, really, really good. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for watching live. Also, huge shout out to all our patrons on Patreon for making this show happen, for keeping it alive. Thank you guys so much. If you guys want to check out the Patreon, uh, just go to patreon.com slash hyperrpg. We've got a whole bunch of goals and different tiers. And uh, super excited uh, to be back here next week. Gabriel, are you on social media? Do you do, do, you do all that? <laughs> no, it's safer if I'm not. <laughs> Smart man. To be, to be completely honest. Choice. Man, I do not need to be bombarded with questions. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, but make sure you guys go check out Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Yep, please of course, do. Check out everything else that Warner Brothers Animation is doing. And always stay so till much the content. credits. I don't have to tell Absolutely. you this audience yeah. this, Absolutely. but stay till the, till the movie's over. Mm -hmm. so. You'll even see my name. There you yeah. go. Yeah, there, there you go. go. <laughs> Boom. Nice. You have, a, you have another great reason to stay through, but absolutely check out what they're doing. Yes. Uh, we're going to be talking about all the stuff that Warner Brothers Animation yeah, is doing yeah. with all the mm -hmm. DC characters. We'll be talking about, obviously, everything that Warner's is doing with all their live-action DC mm -hmm. stuff. In the meantime, Hector, where can everybody find you on the interwebs? Uh, at Hector is funny, and check out the newest episode of Animation Investigation, where we talk about, I think, what's coming up in the next season of Clone Wars. Did you see that? Ooh, Did you see that? Yes. Okay, all right, because I want to get your feedback on it. You're, right. being, you're being a big Star Wars, Clone yeah, Wars guy, yeah, so yeah, check yeah, that yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and and, uh, 500 Greatest Podcast. Thank you so much, Augustine. Just <laughs> forget that Thank one, you, dude. <laughs> The new episode of the 500 Greatest Films Podcast is coming out on Monday, and it's going to be about um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, right? I love that movie. Which, like, I've never seen that movie. Oh, <laughs> that, cool. that was a trip yeah. to really? watch that. Yeah, yeah that was a... That, that movie. Was, <laughs> crazy fucker. Yes. Crazy fucker. Crazy <laughs> yeah. bitch. And it's almost that Adam's turn to be on that podcast, too. Mm -hmm. Benicio was... So, so good. Yeah. I was like, oh, this isn't Johnny Depp's movie. Like, this is Benicio Del Toro's movie. He was Benicio phenomenal. Is amazing. And yeah, I'm going to yeah. go to Vegas this weekend, so it's perfect. So I'm going to get all fucked up. Can't wait for you, can't wait for you to hear the story of you picking up Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Toby, uh, you need a ride? You weird looking kid. Augustine, where are you on the internet? You can find me at L underscore Santo Taco, like it says down there. Uh, you can find me at Adam Havik, and of course, every single week we're here doing a bunch of cool stuff on Hyper RPG. Make sure you guys check it out, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Cut Bye. it off, Lucas. Cut it off. Bye. Cut it off. Bye.